93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, it is Thursday, March 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A 20-year-old man was shot and killed on the grounds of the Kern Fromhold Correctional Facility in the Holmesburg section of Philadelphia less than an hour after being released from prison, police said. Police were called just before 2 a.m. Thursday to the prison on the 8100 block of State Road after reports of gunshots. When police and medics arrived on location, they found the 20-year-old man lying on the sidewalk with multiple gunshot wounds to his torso, chest, and arms, according to Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small. You think someone was waiting for him to be released? I mean, it that's what it looks way, like. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the man was pronounced dead at the scene. Small said, based on ballistic evidence, at least 10 shots were fired from a semi-automatic weapon. Authorities found most of the shell casings near the victim's body, which Small said indicated that the shooter or shooters were close in proximity to the man at the time of the shooting. Small said there was no surveillance cameras in the immediate area where the shooting took place. Guards told police a dark sedan was seen fleeing the scene, but officials are not certain if it was involved in the shooting. I, I got it. How do you not have security? Right? That's How? what I was thinking. I have security cameras all around my <laughs> residential hall. This is a freaking prison. Prison. Huh. There was a cell phone found near the victim's body, uh, but it's not clear if it was working or not. Police have not yet identified the victim, and they haven't said why he was being held in prison. Less than 10 days after reopening for in-person learning, Mayfair Elementary School in Philadelphia is temporarily closing because of multiple COVID cases, officials announced in a letter to parents on Wednesday. If a child shared a classroom with any student or staff member who tested positive for COVID-19, the families will be contacted directly by the PDPH with quarantine information. The school will remain closed through April 1st. It is one of 53 schools that reopened to some pre-K through second graders last Monday. All students should now participate in digital learning uh, remotely while the school building is temporarily closed. Officials said the entire school will be deep cleaned and disinfected before it's reopened for st- uh, students and staff. This is going to happen a lot. I mean, it's just going to be start and stop and trial and error. And um, as schools reopen, there's going to be cases that pop up and they're going to do the prudent thing and close and then they'll reopen again. And, and I think we should just uh, accept the fact that this is going to happen over the next couple of months. Uh, with the hope that next school year is a little more fluid and normal. Yeah, well, it is, more than likely. But there there are protocols in place. Like, it has to be a certain number yep. of students and staff that test positive. And they have to have, have been exposed to uh, other students and or staff. So, I mean, they're, yeah, the protocols are in place for a reason. Do you know what they're finding that helps stall the, pro- the progression of COVID is asbestos. If they could put that Stop. back in the yeah. They could get that back into, back the, school into the school building. In the air, preferably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they could pump it in aerosolize <laughs> right. it. It kills it. Yeah, that would... <laughs> Uh, the head of the teachers' union is calling on the school district of Philadelphia to immediately address its notification and tracing protocol. The Philadelphia Federation of Teachers' Union released a statement following Wednesday's announcement that read in part, our agreement will uh, to allow a return to school buildings is based on adherence to a stringent set of protocols. We have been and continue to hold the district accountable for uh, to adhering to these critical health and safety protocols. Uh, we need an ongoing trackable database of positive COVID-19 cases in buildings and have made this ask of the district. Anecdotally, we have learned uh, from our memberships uh, from our membership that efforts to trace cases are delayed and this is unacceptable. The Internal Revenue Service is delaying the traditional tax filing deadline from April 15th until May 17th, according to the House Ways and Means Committee. The IRS and Treasury Department didn't immediately comment Wednesday or provide further details, but the committee confirmed and applauded the move, which provides uh, added time for both taxpayers and the IRS alike, given the pressure from the pandemic. The extension 
decision comes after an intense year from uh, for the chronically unfunded IRS. The pandemic hit in the middle of last year's tax filing season, setting the agency back in terms of processing. The IRS has also been a key player in handing out government relief payments and is helping to send out the third round of payments in the middle of the current tax filing season. Additionally, the extension gives the IRS time to issue guidance on recent tax law changes. The American Rescue Plan excludes the first $10,200 of unemployment benefits from federal taxes for those making less than $150,000 a year. In sports this morning... The Sixers lost to the Milwaukee Bucks in overtime last night in South Philly, ending the team's six-game winning streak. Giannis Antetokounmpo came up big in overtime, scoring 10 of his 32 points in the extra session to lead the Bucks to a 109-105 win. The Sixers are off until Saturday when they'll host the Sacramento Kings. The Flyers lost to the New York Rangers last night in Madison Square Garden, falling 9-0. Unreal. It was the team's worst loss in more than 50 years. Brian Elliott started and took the loss after seven saves on 13 shots while Carter Hart turned aside 12 of 16 in relief. Tonight, the Flyers will stay in New York as they'll travel to Long Island for the first of three straight games against the Islanders. Uh, The puck is set to drop at 7 o'clock. And this is a terrible story. I didn't know about this. Former NBA center Sean Bradley suffered a traumatic spinal cord injury that left him paralyzed. On January 20th, Bradley was struck from behind by an automobile while riding his bicycle a block from his home in St. George, Utah. He went Uh, underwent neck fusion surgery and spent the past eight weeks hospitalized and undergoing rehabilitation. The seven foot six... Sorry, go ahead. I'm I'm just curious because I read the article. Do we know the level of paralysis... Is it from the waist down? Is it from the you know neck what? down? You know I don't know. I okay. also read more about it uh, after Nick sent this story over, and uh, it did it what didn't I read. Specify. It didn't nothing, say. yeah. Uh, but it said he's like in good spirits, right. and he's going to use this um, to raise awareness for bicycle safety for you know cyclers right. that are on the road. Uh, the seven foot six former basketball player was the number two overall pick in the 1993 draft, selected by the Sixers after spending two years on a Mormon mission following his freshman year at BYU. During his 12 season NBA career, he spent time with the Sixers and eight and a half years with the Dallas Mavericks. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. Uh, we are ready for a busy morning, a good morning. Uh, to kind of, you know, distract you from the crappy weather that we're going to have today, we do have two really cool interviews. We're going to talk to director Zack Snyder. Yeah! We had a chance to sit down with him at the Camp Out for Hunger, and we're going to do it again today. We were talking a lot about the uh, Justice League Snyder cut then, and obviously it comes out today, so we will talk to him at length about that particular uh, feature, and uh, it's available on HBO Max, so I'm sure you're aware if you're excited about it, then uh, you want to tune in. He's going to be around 8.20 or so, so we'll get all the Excellent. skinny from him. And then, uh, about an hour after that, in the 9 o'clock hour, Jeremy Piven will be on with us. Uh, the Last Call is the name of the movie. We had Jamie Kennedy on a little while back. We did. He is in it, Yeah, and it takes place in Delco. And Jeremy Piven is the star, and there's a chance we could have the writer and director, uh, Greg Lingo. We're going to find out about that later on, so we might have both of them on. It's very cool. Local project. Absolutely. So excited about that and all the other things that, all the possibilities that this Thursday could bring us. (laughs) The world is our oyster, Preston. places you will go. Oh, the things you'll see in the... 
people you'll do. I like that book. Yeah. All the places you will go. All right, so let's take a break. Come back in a second. Roll out the entertainment report and stupid question and things to give away. We'll be right back. And you stay with us, all right? Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the correct answer to the stupid question is going to get a digital download of Wonder Woman 1984. Nick, I think I'll use that question you had mentioned right. earlier. So what, which, you, what, who is the only U.S. president to serve two non-consecutive terms? Okay. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that question. What U.S. president is the only one to serve two non-consecutive terms? Call now. We'll see if you know the answer, and I'll go through some birthdays on this day, which is March 18th. Uh, the very beautiful and talented Vanessa Williams has a birthday today. Yeah. How old? 58 years 58. old. 58. She looks great. Uh, had a bit of controversy early on in her career. Yeah, I remember it clearly. Miss America, they, they took away her throne after there were... Uh, she had done a, a penthouse spread, and it I mean, was a good it, one too. It was a lesbian, uh, you know, girl on girl thing, and and she was <laughs> buried face the whole thing. She's uh, also, and, I think, one of the most beautiful Miss Americas oh, we've ever had. Just stunning, yeah. Uh, and singer and actress Casey always plays this every year. For I love her song. So you know, yeah. I used to work out to this song. I don't know why. I Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know why. Wait, that you know what? We this could be a topic. I used to have a whole playlist of workout songs that yeah. you, you would be like, what? "Well, How this is a wind down song." How yeah. are you working out to this right okay. now? Okay, yeah. like slow <laughs> music that I just enjoyed, and it wasn't that I was like running yeah. to the the beat. It was just that I enjoyed and could get me through the run. Okay, um, but Steve, this very well may have been on my list as well. Oh, really? There you I go. Have to go back and look I just at love it. this song. Yeah, see, yeah. mine. I have I have a workout playlist. I haven't used it in a while, but it's it's aggressive, <laughs> intense, up tempo. There is one that you're like, really? All right, what is it? Uh, it's uh, the lion sleeps tonight. Oh, <laughs> okay. Maybe we need to play our version. <laughs> Get it? Get some. Leave it in the gym. Yeah, man, daddy. <laughs> wow. Well, listen. Yeah. And you're in the club. You're in the. You're in the weird workout song club. Yeah. We might have to open up on that at some point. All right, Vanessa Williams is 58 today. Uh, Adam Levine, the singer, Maroon 5, coach on The Voice. I hate this song. I, I hate this song. a great song. I, I despise I this song. However, I, like I think he's super talented. He's a super talented songwriter, and he's a really good guitarist. Yeah. And, and you know, just, every time, I, it doesn't matter what song it is, it. any song, no, I think of you, and I'm like, oh. he hates this. And then I'm like, it makes me think. I'm like, do I hate it? Or do yeah. I love it? I hate the great song. <laughs> Uh, it's got a nice beat to it. I like it. So it no lion sleeps tonight. He's forty-two <laughs> today. Uh, Brad Dorif, uh, Steve. He's great. Yeah, one Billy flew- uh, Bibbit. Uh, yep, from one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Uh, one of the most uh, leveling. Well, spoiler alert: he dies at the end. But uh, yeah, and Child's Play. Uh, yes, and uh, Lord of the Rings. He was in Dune, and uh, he plays these pretty. Uh, was, was he in? Um, 
Uh, oh, Steve. Deadwood. Was he on Deadwood? Yes, he was. Yes, else? he was. Okay. No, he yeah. was. Oh, he's uh, Wormtongue in uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, correct. Okay, yep. yeah. Uh, it was a weird character. He's yeah, the one yeah. who's sort of whispering to the king, keeping the yeah. king in uh, under the control. Yep. Uh, he is 71 today. Uh, Irene Cara, remember her? Yes, fame. What a feeling. Yeah, and Flashdance. Yep, yeah. uh, fame and Flashdance were but her she songs. taught us, if you want fame, fame costs. That's yeah. right, yeah. in sweat. Uh, she is 62. Uh, <laughs> Queen Latifah. Uh, one, one of the most used, worst interviews ever on the show. Horrible. She was uh, in bed, still hardly even awake, and I don't know if she didn't know she had interviews or what, but it was just, we, we bailed on it. Yeah. So she has a version of the uh, her show, she has the equalizer. Yeah, I, so I'm if not you've, even... If you ever thought that you'd like to see Louie Anderson as John McClane, <laughs> yeah. uh, then this is the show for you. And it I, was, wasn't it more than one time? No, no it was just, just one time. And I like her. Yeah. She's really do. talented. No, we I, only talked to her one time? Just once. No, 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 no. We've talked to her more than right? once. And yeah. that's why I give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Like, like, maybe she didn't know she was doing the interviews and somebody woke her up and like, yo, dude, you're on radio in Philadelphia in two minutes. <laughs> And she's like, oh, crap. And yeah. so... That's what I thought. I yeah. thought we had had like, I don't remember okay the other one. interview with her prior to that. I saw. I was in L.A. once, and I saw her. She stayed at the same hotel as me, and she was uh, not all done up, and she's just like a regular person. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I find her very attractive. Uh, I think she's got a beautiful face. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see... But she's always done up when I see her. So yeah. I think she's yeah. like a yeah. funny... She can do comedy. She can do... And she's done big like she was in uh, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, she's got the talent. I, we'll, we'll give her another shot. Yeah. Let her know she can call us again. Okay, okay please Equalizer, Steve. On, <laughs> on that note, I'm like, why is she playing this character? Like, why did they cast... I, I don't know. Okay. It's, yeah. it's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, she's 51 today. Uh, Dane Cook... Who we've uh, met on several occasions. Oh, man, that was so great. (laughs) One of our greatest experiences for Drunk Day. And yeah. he was at the center of it. Yeah, it was uh, intern Julie uh, was it was Condane. She was saying stuff to him, and he was not having it. Shut, shut up! He was just <laughs> telling her to shut up, and it was hilarious. It was I funny. think I think we have a montage of okay. all the shut up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. All right, fire away. Yeah. Here we go. Shut up! Shut, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut your hole! Shut up! Shut up! Shut your hole! Oh, that's me. That's you on drunk day. <laughs> When I, I was drunk, shut, shut your hole. Shut your hole. Shut your hole. Shut my hole up. I guess shut your hole is a big thing for me back then. Yeah. Did you say shut, shut my hole up in there? Yeah, at the end, yes. I think maybe I realized I'd said shut your hole enough times to where I wanted to shut my own hole. Shut your hole. Shut my hole up. Do we have Dane Cook? That must have been my catchphrase back in the day. I didn't That's even your get her done. Shut your hole. I'm going to bring that back. I like that. Dane Cook is 49. And then the last birthday is Lily Collins. Lily. Daughter of Phil Collins. Absolutely. And uh, she's a lovely young lady and a really good actress. Uh, the Blind Side. She turns 32 years old we today. Wow. Here, right? We did. And she it was for the, the Beast or one of those tween... Mortal yeah. Instruments? Mortal Instruments, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And she's uh, lovely. Happy birthday, everybody. Shut <laughs> up. That's Dane. All right, let's see if we can find an answer to the question, who's the only U.S. president to serve two non-consecutive terms, 215-263-WMMR, and it is Danny that we'll go to. Danny, good morning, sir. 
Good morning, it. Good morning, it, bud. All right, so what president is the only one to serve two non-consecutive terms? That'd be President Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. <laughs> Poor guy named after a Muppet. I know. Wow. Uh, Danny, you got it right, and we are going to give you... A digital download of Wonder Woman 1984, New Era of Wonder Begins as Wonder Woman faces her greatest foes yet, and you can look for it on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. It would have been Grover Cleveland's birthday today. Nick had uh, found that information. Oh, he passed away? He died, Uh, unfortunately. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was in uh, 1908. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so let me go through some of the entertainment stories. Uh, In New Court Documents, Angelina Jolie says she has proof of Brad Pitt's domestic violence. Uh, The paper, I know this still, how long ago? I thought it was over. I did too. Nothing is over! I guess that's, uh, that is, uh... When Brad gets aggressive with you. Uh, John Rambo, marriage counselor. That's right, he's back. On tonight's episode, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. We get to the bottom of this. Uh, the papers filed under seal on March 12th say... Who was in that box, by the way? That she is prepared to offer proof. It was, and, it was Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Oh. <laughs> uh, proof and authority in support of alleged domestic violence against Pitt during uh, their upcoming divorce trial. Uh, she's also filed another document under seal regarding testimony of their six kids in the case. Uh, of course, they have Maddox, Pax, Sahara, uh, Shiloh, and Knox, Worf. and Vivian. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong. It seemed like a little while ago, Preston. A- like, just pretty recently, uh, we heard that everything was okay now, and th- there was visitation, and they had worked it out, and it seemed good. I it's so. still going on. Yeah. You know when the separation was? I just had to look this up. It was way back in 2016. Wow. So, I mean, they, they just got divorced uh, two years ago, but that took a long time. But they, they haven't been together in five years, and this stuff is still going on. A source familiar with the case said this is just another case of Angelina changing the narrative when it suits her. Aside from the one accusation that she made in 2016 that was investigated and dismissed, there's never been any other records, police reports, or even accusations until mm. it suited her case, this person says. Um, no one else knows what she might say now, uh, but that background uh, is important. Uh, Pitt was cleared of child abuse uh, allegations by the Federal Bureau of Investigation and Department of Child and Family Services back in 2016. Uh, but they've been engaged in a fierce battle over custody after she filed for divorce uh, for him from him in September 2016. So that continues. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. It, it, it seems like the sort of stuff that happens when you get really contentious and, and a lawyer says, we need to suggest this. Right. And I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, an Instagram post yesterday... Uh, Vanessa Bryant named four Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies who allegedly took and shared unauthorized graphic photos of the helicopter crash site that killed her husband, Kobe, and daughter, Gianna, and seven others. According to the New York Post, Bryant posted pages of her lawsuit against the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, the L.A. County Fire Department, uh, Los Angeles County, and four deputies whose names were previously concealed. Uh, the suit lists those officers as Joey Cruz, Rafael Mejia, uh, Michael Russo and Paul, I'm sorry, Raul uh, Versailles or Versailles. No, Versailles is what it would be. And as previously reported, a judge gave Brian permission to unseal the names of the deputies if she wanted to. So um, in this case, and I don't know, I assume that it's something a, um, a police officer or police officers in general are not allowed to do. If they come upon a crime scene, can they take pictures of that crime scene and share it? 
I don't know. Uh, isn't I, that, I, isn't that, to me, I, that seems like that would be a violation, right? And not that this is a crime scene. This is an accident. I guess that, uh, yeah, and, but an accident that would be under investigation. It, possibly, so, yeah, I, 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 but still, you know, like, I mean, it, it seems like something they would be encouraged not to do. Yes, to to share those with each other. I right. mean, I'm sure that there is, that, that if, if, this is me just guessing, yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. So if you're an officer and you see something that might be, uh, that you think is important evidence and it needs to be documented right. now. I would imagine you have permission to do that, but it probably crosses a line once you start to share these things and with post other it on Facebook on a non yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. on a non uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, under a non official mm-hmm. um, that's what it seems like umbrella. to me yeah yeah so I you know because but where did this guy share it I, that I don't it says they shared with each other um, so I think I don't know uh, you know within the department so I don't know how it got out but nonetheless this is all going to be looked into and and they're going to figure out if a uh, a crime has been committed or or if uh, someone is owed something for this. Vanessa is seeking damages for negligence, invasion of privacy, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. I mean, because I understand, listen, you know, obviously, you know, it's an expo- you're an exposed nerve. You've had you, two of the most precious people in the world die. Yeah. Um, but I, I also understand that, listen, there are going to be photos taken of these bodies for investigation purposes. Yeah. And those are going to be done. But I can see where if it's on a personal level that it might really, really yeah, I don't you know, know. hurt you. Everyone has a, a yeah. you know a camera with them all the time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens in that. All right, we haven't touched on the royal family in a few days. It's so, been great. Uh, I know. But <laughs> Meghan and uh, Harry's interview with Oprah has sent shockwaves across the world. And the royal family is still in recovery. Insiders are speaking to people and us weekly about what is happening behind closed doors. An insider tells people that there was anger. There were genuinely mixed emotions and deep sorrow and shock there, too. Now, you! Now, as Buckingham Palace brings in an outside firm to investigate investigate claims that Megan had bullied staffers, uh, they're uh, all reeling from that as well. An insider says, for some staffers, there was real stress and real trauma. These are real people, and there is a human toll. The Queen, insiders say, is trying to balance the allegations of racism and bullying. They say she has barely had any time to herself since the interview and has been in constant crisis meetings. By the way, her husband just got out of the hospital after being in the hospital for a month. That is correct. The Queen has always had a soft spot for Harry and looked out for him, the insider said. So she's incredibly hurt and shocked that it has come to this. She's trying to be understanding and see things from Harry's perspective, but he... The allegations he and Meghan have made are hard for her to digest. Uh, the interviews wreaked havoc on the royal family. Uh, many are saddened as Harry and his brother William remain estranged. Uh, the source said it's a sad state of affairs because William and Harry could be so brilliant as a team. They're brilliant. To think of what they could have achieved together is almost heartbreaking. Now, speaking of Prince Philip, 99 years old, uh, just left the hospital after a 28-day stay, is keeping uh, is being kept in the dark over concerns for his health, they say. Uh, the family, the source says, are, or this is according to royal commentator Katie Nichol. <laughs> she said uh, the family are very keen that he's not aware of the full extent of the interview. He doesn't know where the hell he is. So they're keeping him. <laughs> they did show him yesterday, though, uh, behind Buckingham Palace yesterday, Preston. He was on a vert ramp. Oh, he, shut yeah, up. Wow. He, okay. was, uh, he was doing some ollies and stuff. It was pretty cool. My daughter was online. She was sitting next to me. We are in the living room, and she goes, Dad, she goes, what is the story with Prince Philip? And I go, what do you mean? And he's like, she's like, what? And I, I go, well, I go, he's, you know, he's, he's 100 years old. And she goes, oh, 
I thought something happened to him. She must have been looking at a picture of him. All the pictures of him. What is wrong with this guy? He he looks like the guy in Poltergeist 2. You're going to die! Right. But he's, dude's almost 100 He's earned it. So, Listen, we should all look like characters in Poltergeist 2. Yeah, so I was explaining. That's just, he's really, really old. I mean, and there's, like, sometimes, old, when you get to that age, you have that perpetual, everything hurts. Yeah? There's a, uh, on John Oliver's show, he does this uh, thing where he takes all these news clips of these news shows that go to people on their 100th or 110th yeah. birthday. Right. And, these, you know, it's the, these reporters bothering them. And they're like 100 years old, and they don't care what they say. They don't care. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no question. And well, the one, well, go ahead. No, no, the one lady, they're like, you know, you know, are you excited for your, your party? And she's like, no, I don't want you here. Like, leave. <laughs> one, of the, one of the most <laughs> gut-wrenching. They went to some woman, I don't know where she was, some remote area of Russia, and she, every, every day of my life has been misery. Oh, wow. Yes. She's like, that's the worst life. Okay. Yeah, it's not yeah. always. Yeah. It's not always sunshine. Every day of my life has been misery. Yeah. All right, uh, here's a story out of the Marvel universe. Uh, the boss, Kevin Feige, is responding to rumors that Chris Evans is in talks to return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe after seemingly retiring as Captain America with Avengers Endgame. He told Entertainment Weekly, "I rarely answer no to anything anymore because things are always surprising me with what happens." But that rumor, I think was dispelled rather quickly by the man himself. I'd like to see him do that. I'd like to see him as his old self and, and in a re, like a retirement home, like Pops America. Yeah. And instead of a shield, he flings a bedpan. Mm. Uh, there's there's something there. there. Let me let me write a, a treatment up. Uh, Deadline reported the rumor of a comeback, and Anthony Mackie, who was uh, picked to carry the shield, told uh, Entertainment Weekly uh, he has no idea what's going on with Evans. And I like this story. He said, I was actually fishing when the report <laughs> came out, and when I came back to get some shrimp, the dude at the dock was like, hey, man, did you see this? Mackie recalls the first hearing about it. He said, I've been going to the same guy to get my bait for like 20 years, and all of a sudden, now he's a fan? <laughs> He had no idea who I was, and now he's a fan. I love Anthony Mackie. He's great. I can't uh, wait for... It's Friday. Yeah, I can't wait for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier tomorrow. So, I mean, here's some great things about that as well. So, Uh, here's to another one. By the way, Marvel Comics has unveiled a first look at a new Captain America. Uh, The new character, Aaron Fisher, represents the first LGBTQ character to pick up Cap's shield in the comic's 80-year history. Fisher is described as the Captain America of the Railways, a fearless teen who stepped up to protect fellow runaways and the unhoused. Uh, Marvel Comics is proud to honor Pride Month with the rise of this new LGBTQ plus hero. Is this a continuing or a limited? It's a limited series. It is titled The United States of Captain America. And it's interesting what they're going to do. It follows Steve Rogers teaming up with Captain America's of the past, Bucky Barnes, Sam Wilson, and John Walker, on a road trip across America to find his stolen shield. Throughout the group's journey, they discover everyday people from all walks of life who have taken up the mantle of Captain America to defend their community. So they meet all kinds of Captain America. Right, like a sort of a Jack Kerouac kind of thing. Along the the road, road. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other new captains will be introduced at a later date. Uh, The United States of Captain America hits stores on June 2nd, by the way. Uh, Oh! Oh! I see it. We have new hair. Oh! Yes. Yes. I love when people send out... uh, um, 
Like, they notice their own celebrity hair changes, Preston. So the way they refer to it, whether it's peanut chop, yeah. peanut chuck, you know, and, yeah. and they don't know. I, I don't even know exactly what's being said, but they, they know what it is. I actively look for stories like this just so that we can play. <laughs> yeah. uh, the one before it, actually. Yeah, this. even become associated it was an accident uh i think right i have no idea i think we played it by accident or something and we're like okay then that's what we play whenever somebody changes their but now it's like the uh, the legends of saint patrick's day we found out yeah Yeah. it just happened but now the button is uh it's labeled super friends hair yeah what was the name of the the apache chief apache chief and that's what he would say when he would grow like 50 feet tall yeah yeah All right, so you know what he's actually saying? So hair. What is it? Enoch Chuck. Enoch Chuck. Yeah. Enoch I M U K. Second word C H U K. Enoch Chuck. Do we know what that means? Is that just gibberish, or do they? It's uh, most likely a reference to Enoch Chuck, a giant stone figures built by various Arctic tribes that uh, are depicted in the territorial flag of the Nunavut, which are. Um, <laughs> In the, you know, in the okay. upper I Canada, thought so. Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, know. hey, we've been talking about this, and yeah. we still don't know who changed their hair, so no. I need oh, to share sorry, this. Right. Billie Eilish! Oh, oh yeah, I, I approve. Has ditched her signature neon locks and debuted a new platinum blonde style. Yeah, it looks really good on her. Uh, the singer showed off the new cut, a 70s-inspired shag with curtain bangs <laughs> on Instagram on Wednesday uh, with the caption, Pinch Me. Um, yeah, it looks, uh, it actually looks great. I like that hairstyle. There was footage of her also, I, uh, of her, and she had it done a little bit more like a, um, like a 50s sort of look, same color hair, and she was wearing a cardigan sweater, mm-hmm. and it was a completely different look, but she looks great. Uh, according to E, a now deleted post from her hairdresser suggested Eilish was wearing a wig at the Grammys uh-huh. on Sunday to hide this new do. Uh, hairstylist Lisa Wren Wrote that it took more than six weeks to get all the black out of the singer's hair. So what? Six weeks? Because you have to. You so you can't. Um, you can darken your hair. The only way to lighten your hair is to bleach it first. And you got to do it in like. Uh, yeah. So like, if you do one round, it's not going to make it like that. It's not going to make it like a, a bleach blonde. So you have to. Uh, it takes a little while, and it's so damaging. Like most people that do when it. I had. Can... I had Roy Batty platinum blonde hair, short cropped. For a while, when we were at Y100, and we'd done it as part of a, like a makeover story on yep. TLC, and uh, uh, man, was that a pain in the ass! Yeah, so like I actually, use, the sun will lighten my hair, and I actually use that to kind of uh, instead of ever lightening my hair because right. I don't ever want to put bleach in it because it would, my hair would probably fall out. <laughs> And what the ends get all uh, frayed and stuff like that, or yeah, just the whole it dries out your whole head. I mean, listen, people have uh, different types of hair and and right. different, you know. So sure. so this yeah. this can work. Obviously, people do it, so it works for a lot of people. But sometimes um, you'll see somebody. I'm like, oh my god, like their hair just looks so damaged; it doesn't even look frizzy. Nice. Yeah, my mine would do that if I ever tried to bleach my hair. It would be like the end of the. I would no longer have hair. Okay, uh, well, Billy did it. She Billy looks great. Did it. Uh, Paris Jackson, speaking of blondes, is modeling mushroom-based Alterna Leather for Stella McCartney, who has launched the new line of ethical fashion. Uh, according to, let's see, the designer, uh, Stella McCartney said, these rare exclusive pieces embody our shared commitment with bolt threads to innovate a kinder fashion industry. 
one that sees the birth of beautiful, luxurious materials as opposed to the deaths of our fellow creatures and planets. So, what is a pleather made out of? Don't know. Plastic, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Pleather with P- PL, possibly. Yeah, right. Plastic leather. I'm not really sure. But this is a this is a mushroom based huh. leather of sort, alterna leather. They're calling it. So uh, okay, I'll be, I'm I interested. Mean, mushrooms lived at one point too, right? <laughs> they roam the earth, massive herds. Yeah, they don't breathe. No, uh, but well, they don't speak. They don't have a face. How do you know? <laughs> they don't have a How face. do we know? Yeah, you maybe know we closer? can't see the face because it's out of our light range. They're closer um, in um, their genealogy to animals than they are to plants. Mushrooms Crazy. are. Yeah, you really. I mean, fungi. Yeah. Okay, you got to read what? this book or yes. listen to this book that uh, Nick and I. Have, it's it, uh, it's a, a very um, people don't know much, very much about fungi or haven't until the last uh, 10, 15 years, and then there's just been this massive explosion of knowledge. And and one of the things is uh, literally where they fall in the. Uh, Evolutionary chain. Isn't the largest yes. organism in the world a fungi? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, in Alaska or something. Or uh, it's, it's under like acres and acres and acres. It's in a cold square miles location. Yeah, it's in this, Springfield. Yeah, this weird wow. symbiotic relationship that mushrooms allow other living. Uh, oh, you can't say beings, but other living living things Spings. on this planet. No, but it's you know it's like okay, you're you're going to be able to live off of me. I'm going to be able to live off of you. <laughs> yeah. There, the, okay. the mushroom people out there. Yeah, mushroom. No, I get it. Yeah. Plant, plants do amazing things. I was watching something on the Sci-Fi Channel, talking about the um, no Science Channel, I should say, uh, showing how plants had grown and left um, open circles of dirt. Uh, uh, you know these these marks uh, that allowed for the water when it rained to pour in and feed the plants out. Oh, wow. Like they had actually they had actually grown in a way yeah. that helped them get water. And the po- but the point of this is that uh, mushrooms are more like animals than they are plants, and so you know it's it's really fascinating to see how their behavior is um, not plant like but more animal like. So all right, so the Malheur National Forest is where the world's largest living thing is. Uh, it is called uh, Amarilla Amarillaria ostaye, or as it is nicknamed, the humongous fungus. <laughs> <laughs> Covers 2,385 acres, almost four square miles, and it's in Oregon. There yeah, go. isn't so that amazing? It is. okay. And it's alive. Yeah. All right, uh, this has been Mushroom Chat with the President's Steve <laughs> yeah. Show. We're moving on now to Mini Driver. Uh, she is launching a podcast called Mini Questions with Mini Driver. Mini. And I actually like this concept. So she will ask celebrities the same seven questions with the goal of getting at <clears throat> common human truths. Uh, huh. The format was inspired by Vanity Fair's long-running uh, Proust questionnaire feature. And she said, I feel like podcasts can be extraordinarily wayward, and I wanted to create something disciplined around a jumping-off point. It's like the James Lipton thing at the end of the actor's studio. Exactly. The same questions by... Uh, it looks tame, but it's pretty fierce, she said. Guests include Viola Davis, uh, Dave Grohl, Ronan Farrow... Tony-nominated playwright Jeremy O'Harris and actor-filmmaker-author Alan Cummings. So she got some really big names to be a part of that. So many freaking podcasts. Which is cool. Freaking podcasts. But I like like that idea. Wait a minute. Hold on. I had a... Charlie Sheen? Oh, yeah, I do. Hold on. Charlie Sheen, Peanut Chuck? What? Nope, not Peanut Chuck. Hang on. I've got to get this story to you. I realized I meant to do it yesterday. All right, But I had it? it in a file, and I forgot to pull it out of this file to put it into the story. Let me get to this. Hang on just a second here. It's kind of deep in, but it's... Uh, duh. Yeah, here it is. Oh, yay. Soleil, Soleil Moon Fry has revealed that her first consensual sexual partner 
was Charlie Sheen. Charlie oh, Sheen. Wow. Mm-hmm. And how old was she at the time? There was a 10-year age difference, I think, Preston. Is that right? Well, uh, something in that range, yeah. yeah. So the uh, actor revealed the secret affair in her just-released documentary called Kid 90, which is on Hulu. Uh, Fry said she was 18 when she hooked up with Sheen. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was 29, so it was an 11-year difference. Uh, who says? Who she says was kind and loving. Uh, the film shows Fry reading from a journal entry from December 18th, 1994. So, like, this is uh, Shannon, and this is Mercedes, <laughs> and this is Shannon Doa. Um, which she describes as the most strange and incredible day ever. So, she's reading about this day in, in her journal. Uh, she uh, compared her encounter with Sheen like Sex in the City character Carrie Bradshaw getting together with Mr. Big. She had written, he's somebody I've had a crush on for years. He's a person that intrigues me and excites me. Uh, this she'll... was at that time, by the way. That's changed since, I'm sure. Uh, no, she still has... Still has a crush on him? Well, well, she still thinks that he's a great guy. Oh, you know, yeah, she's, she's not speaking negatively of him. Uh, she's, she elaborated on the relationship with Sheen to USA Today and said that the controversial actor has been very good to her over the years. Guess who just banged Punky Brewster? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy... But the frickin' banged her. The wording she uses is is uh, curious. Her first consensual sexual partner. Well, I'll get to that. Oh, okay. Geez. So yeah, it was the the first one was not good. So let's focus on the good. And the okay. other I, I, the, yeah. So he was really kind to me. She said, and I can only speak to my experience and my story with him. In opening the diaries and reading back the diary entries, I was very it was it was very sweet, and he had been. Really kind to me and treated me really beautifully. And uh, for all these years afterward, in some of the most pivotal moments in my life, has uh, checked in and lent his support. Well, there you go. Although Fry said that her time with Sheen became the point at which she no longer considered herself a virgin, she said she was sexually assaulted when she was 17 Aww. by an unnamed man. Uh, she wrote in her journal of the anonymous man, an- anonymous man uh, he asked if I'd say that he had raped me, but I wouldn't. I was also to blame for my forwardness, she said. Uh, nearly three decades later, Fry said she is still trying to put the pieces together of experiences uh, that she didn't completely understand. I'm a benevolent warlock. Uh, Kid 90 premiered last week on Hulu, by the way. Yeah, so. I actually want to see it because the new the Punky Brewster reboot is starting up or has started up. Was that a show you guys watch? Punky yeah. Brewster? Oh, yeah. yeah, I loved Was it good? That. I loved it. Okay. Yeah. I she don't remember. Like, I liked her. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she was, it was all about her. Wasn't it on, like, at 7 o'clock because it was geared for kids, right? I mean, it was. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Freaking kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was banging <laughs> Punky Brewster. I just banged Punky Brewster. <laughs> now the robot, the little Vicky from the uh, Small Wonder. Wow. She's up next. Okay. That's how. Uh, and then we will wrap with uh, this one. Britney Spears conservatorship battle on Netflix. Tiger King sensation Joe Exotic are the subjects of two contrasting documentaries commissioned by UK broadcaster BBC Two. Uh, in Britney, that's just the working title. Uh, BAFTA winning journalist uh, Mubin Azar seeks to uncover the truth behind the conservatorship. Azar said, I went to L.A. in search of the truth, how Britney Spears, one of the biggest pop stars on the planet, ended up in conservatorship, and I found myself in a world of lawyers, superfans, and paparazzi, and spent time time with many of the people uh, who've had a front-row seat in Britney's life. It's freaking convoluted. This film taps into the energy of the free Britney movement and questions the industry, fandom, and the laws that facilitate conservatorships. Yeah, I, there's... um. 
I, I did a little bit of a deep dive on uh, the issue with conservatorships, and there's just there there's a uh, a bigger issue than we know. The Britney thing has sort of sparked the conversation, right? But there's a lot of um, inappropriate arrangements. And once you find yourself the subject of one, if you happen to have a mental issue or a lapse or you're in a bad place for a while, you can be locked up legally for a long time. Yeah. And it's, it's in many cases, it's almost impossible to get out of them. Uh, elsewhere, BAFTA-winning filmmaker Louis Thoreau returns to the U.S. with uh, Louis Thoreau, The Cult of Joe Exotic, a feature-length documentary revisiting one of his most provocative subjects, which, of course, is Joseph Maldonado Passage, better known as Joe Exotic. Louis Thoreau has been doing great documentary work for years. Do you remember years ago, there's a guy named George Plimpton who would go do... Yeah. So Louis Thoreau is the, that kind of journalist who will go... He gets in it. gets in it. Yeah. Uh, Thoreau first met Exotic, now serving time at a federal prison while making his documentary America's Most Dangerous Pets and revisits... Hours of unseen footage from the current show. He said, this is one of those quintessentially American stories taking place in the heartland of Oklahoma with a cast of characters almost too colorful and larger than life to be believed. He said, I spent eight or nine days filming at the park back in 2011 over the course of three separate visits. Huh. And I'd forgotten how much we shot until <laughs> I went back into the footage during lockdown. It's extraordinary how, extraordinary how much there uh, there was there. Uh, since then, the story just got stranger and bigger. And in going back... At the end of last year, I uncovered a real-life drama that took me in directions I never could have expected. What was the name of the song? Uh, when I And then I saw a tiger. I saw a tiger. I saw a tiger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, that was a year ago. Yep. We, we were having conversations about... Joe Exotic and Tiger King. Oh we gosh. made it. We gave a homework assignment to watch it so we could talk about it. Wow. It, it seems like five years ago. And in a way, it helped get us over one of the most... Um, confusing times of yes, everything. Most definitely. It gave us something was, to focus in on. I, w- Rochelle and I were obsessed with this show. <laughs> it was just, and now, I don't know if I could go back and watch it again. You know, I got, right. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got yeah. really saturated with it. And, uh, and it is just. We're watching the video here of him not singing the song. And uh, It'll stand the test of time, though, this song, right? <laughs> uh, oh, of course. Well, who's playing? Is it Nicolas Cage who's playing him in the movie? Who's playing him? I forget. And there's a uh, biopic that's a... Yeah, I forgot who it was. I think you might be yeah. right. I think it's somebody like him. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> let's go for the clips. In Exodus, young man searches for the doorway to salvation after finding a VHS tape that proves its existence. Uh, in this clip, director Logan Stone discusses the strife of his own journey. Here we go. Coming from a place where it's not really looked at as like a like a feasible thing, you know, at least where I grew up. So it's kind of a reinterpretation of my own journey of like, is this dream even possible? And then the journey and the the strife and struggle to like get there. And the journey's not over, you know? And that's really like the big influence. <laughs> Exodus is now streaming on Hulu. I had I got no information from that that makes me want to watch this. Yeah, I, I don't even know what it's about. I don't Here's, think he, even he knows what it's about. Here is the, the next clip. Uh, the upcoming horror film Phobias uncovers crazed uh, a crazed doctor's motive to use fear as a weapon by performing tests on five patients suffering from extreme phobias. Ooh. Uh, and in this clip, actress Hannah May Lee talks about the lighthearted film set. I've been a fan of Leonardo Nam's work for a long time. And when I heard he was playing the lead, I was like, hell yeah, let's, I'd love to do something with him. And everybody was great. And uh, Martina's great, very talented, a very sweet girl. And it was just a fun time. And Ross was great. Like everybody, fortunately, I have no like gossip. <laughs> I 
scared. Huh. Phobias. I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> can you do that again, folks? <laughs> All right, everyone. Wait. I'm scared. I'm scared. Um, That's acting. By the way, Hannah Mae Lee, Nick just pulled up who she, I, I wasn't familiar with the name right off the bat. She in Pitch Perfect, she's the really quiet girl. Yeah, yeah. So in the uh, final uh, Bella performance in the first movie, she has this thing. I don't know if it's her actual voice. Do you know what I'm talking about, Preston? You've seen the movie, right? I have, but I don't. I don't remember it like you do. Yeah, she does this special to you. Yeah, she does this record scratch thing with her voice where she's like, right? What is it? She's like, well, let's get the audio of it. I'm like, is that actually her? Well, do you guys remember somebody's voice when we would do the the Sonic sessions? There was a guy named Scratch at at Sonic Recording Studio, and he could do. All of that stuff. Really? I mean, like, uh, yeah, it sounded like, like the Michael Winslow. Like of... it was on turntable. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was amazing. I'm okay. sure he's a Philly guy. I'm sure he's still around. I just uh, and that was a long time ago. But his name was Scratch, yeah. and he could make it sound <laughs> like <laughs> like it. Speaking of which, yeah, I know. You, yeah, we have this thing from Pierre uh, that uh, listener Michael, oh. Michael Taverna found. Okay. Uh, Steve, Ten years ago, you'll enjoy this. This is from yes, yeah, from 2010. All right, and it was uh, it resurfaced yesterday. Here we go. Uh, what's up? He's our Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have the the scratch, by the way. Right. So, do you want it in context or just uh, isolated? I don't care. All right, we'll st- <laughs> All right you ready? I just don't care. Yeah, Here just... we go. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's huh, her or not. That's weird. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One more time? Yeah. I have a the money. It's not about the No, that can't be real. Yeah, I think it's... You think it's her voice? It could be real. I don't know if it's her, oh, but that's oh. somebody yeah. doing that. So. <laughs> what is she saying? Is it... Ain't, ain't about her? Okay. Right? I have a the money. It's not about the money. I don't know. It's it like a scat. It's gibberish. Yeah. Yeah. I'm moving on. Yeah, oh, come on, come man. On. We're, 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 I'm trying desperately. To we got Zack Snyder. Here. All right, we got to take a break because we got a lot going on today. Yes, Steve's right. Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cut. Comes out today. We also have Jeremy Piven on the show as well. So we're going we're gonna to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, more of the President and Steve show on the way. Stay with us. WMMR, polluting more than just the airwaves. Hear us at radio.com. This morning, a lot of stuff going on in the program. Jeremy Piven's going to be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour, but about one hour from now, Zack Snyder on. Yeah. Talk Justice League, Snyder Cut. It is available on HBO Max today. It's a big, big deal. I am beyond excited. So we will uh, get it all from the man. Yeah. uh, In a little while. Visionary. That is correct. All right, but in the meantime... I don't think that we have uh, had a chance to sit down and have something to eat this week. We haven't done the connoisseur yet. It's time for the first edition of the connoisseur for this week. Yes. And boy, do we have some good stuff. Uh, We do. And in fact, today is National Sloppy Joe Day. 
for those who were not aware of. And I've got uh, some things you need to know about Sloppy Joe. Before you go out and start eating them all willy-nilly. That is correct. So are things you need to be aware of. Yep, so we will definitely uh, do some Sloppy Joe talk now. I hate to tear you away from all your Sloppy Joes, but you're going to want to hear this. <laughs> what the hell is that from? I think that's from uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sloppy uh, Joe. <laughs> I know how you kids like them sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> By okay. the way, just as a side note... You hate Sloppy Joes. I despise Sloppy oh. Joes. Now, I probably don't despise them as much as I used to despise them when I had uh, my parents would put the old bait and switch because I was such a burger fan, and I got that scam from my dad. It's just like a burger. It sort of is, but it is an old man. And so uh, <laughs> we had this we had this sort of thing. But I, I, you know what? I need to revisit Sloppy Joes. I was going to say I'm glad that you don't like them because I was going to tell you I don't think I've ever eaten a sloppy joe. Really? What, what it, can you tell me exactly what yeah. it is because maybe I have and I don't know. Yeah. So it's ground beef but instead of a patty it's loose, okay? So it it's not it's not going <laughs> to hold together like a hamburger does. Right. And essentially, Steve, it's almost like ketchup, okay? Yeah, so yeah. so it's it's um it's a tomato sauce or ketchup mixed into it. With maybe some Worcestershire and some brown sugar. Some people put onions and, and green so peppers in there like as well. So it's like a specific preparation, specific yeah. sauce or whatever that goes yeah. into making it sloppy joe. Yeah. Most people use the manwich, the canned stuff Hunts right. makes it. Okay. And, and it's all that stuff. And you just mix it in and you'd simmer it down. And, and once the, the liquid has disappeared a little bit, so it's not quite as sloppy. <laughs> uh, you, I made an extra sloppy uh, <laughs> And then you put it on a bun and you're good to go. Yeah. I've, I've never had one of these. This doesn't, this isn't tempting oh, well, to me. Well, it, it scarred my childhood. Oh, well, yeah. now I'm glad. I love Love them, and not my... that your childhood was scarred. No, that no, I no. don't like them. Yes. I was I'm... sorry. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, she needed to clarify. <laughs> yeah, um, I had probably hadn't had them in five or six years, and then my brother made homemade sloppy joes. Uh, I went down to visit him and, and my nephews a few weeks ago, and I, and they were fantastic. He, he did a really good job, and then. We introduced my nephews to the Sloppy Joe bit with Chris Farley dancing as the Sloppy Joe lady on SNL and that bit from from Billy Madison, and that held up in, as comedy. So okay. food, good. Comedy, good. You want to hear an ultimate irony here, though? I do really like loose meat sandwiches. Like, okay. Like a chili-based sandwich? So it's it's hamburger meat loose, but without the Sloppy Joe fixings. That's the way I've had it. Do you guys ever used to eat chili burgers? Mm-hmm. No. Whoa. Great. <laughs> oh, yum. I, haven't had a chili- I, mean, I mean, it is as messy yeah. as you can possibly get, mm. but chili burgers are I'm awesome. I haven't had one in ages. All it's right. a hamburger with chili on it. All right. I come down with that. Um, but yeah, and there's... Um, so the the base, you know, like the this ketchup and uh, if, if if I so when I have chili at yes. home, I always make uh, some extra some of my special sauce and I put it on there. It's ketchup <laughs> with a Worcestershire mixed into it, right? And it adds some nice flavor. And there's a Worcestershire and, and sloppy joes as well. So anyhow, here are the five things you need to know about sloppy okay. joes. Put that knife down and listen. Number one, most believe the Sloppy Joe was first served in Havana, Cuba at the bar and cafe Sloppy Joe's in the early 1900s. Not so? Uh, No, I think that might be. Oh, that is true? It may be a case. I'm not sure. Uh, Number two, the Sloppy Joe goes by many names, including Manwich, the Slush Burger. No. Yum Yums, Barbecue, Dynamite, and even Sloppy Jane. 
Uh, I had a girlfriend named Sloppy Jane. <laughs> uh, third on this list is Sloppy Joes were mentioned in several movies of the 1930s, including Citizen Kane and It's a Wonderful Life. Huh. Yeah. I don't remember the reference. And I, I've seen both those movies countless times. Even though it was not widely popular until the 1960s. But in the 30s, it was mentioned in those oh, two Mary. Iconic movies. Make me a sloppy joe. Yeah. I made an extra sloppy joe. In fact, in that original scene with Zuzu, Preston, instead of Zuzu's pedals, he puts a sloppy joe in his pocket. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, Zuzu, sloppy joe. <laughs> Zuzu, sloppy joe, it's there. His hand's all covered. In- it's all, look at this, it's filthy. <laughs> well, I don't know, why did I put this in my pocket? There's <laughs> <laughs> a sloppy joe right here. And now it's gone. Um, in 1960- It's not a wonderful life. In 1969, Hunt's revolutionized the Sloppy Joe yes. when it introduced its Manwich Sloppy Joe sauce. Hunt. Mm-hmm. Steve, I have a loose meat question for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like a pulled pork sandwich? You know what? Yeah. I'm not a pork fan. However, I have had one or two that I was okay with. Okay, because I'm down with that, too. And I yeah. think I put uh, Sloppy Joe and pulled pork in the same universe. So the, the loose meat sandwiches, um, you know, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's just like you haven't really pressed the burger together. Right. It's it's just a dumb iteration of a burger. But I was, you know, listen, you're talking to a man who won a hamburger coloring contest. Right, you got to So I had to have some loyalty. No, it's different because with, with a burger, if you, if you when, when you put the patty together, you can then cook it to different temperatures. So you can have the inside a little bit different than the what outside. What did you just say, Preston? But a it's... loose meat with, with its... Uh, oh. With ground beef free yeah. like that, it's all cooked all the way through. So does the court recognize that you're saying there is a distinction between a hamburger and a sloppy oh, joe? No Get my father on the phone. Right. <laughs> uh, loose meat is another thing that I can't uh, yeah. cook and then eat. Like to me, if I have to watch it, if I have to handle it and cook it, so I, raw burger meat you can't you can't make a burger from. Oh raw... god! Oh god! Okay. Oh. Right. Uh, yes, oh. I can. But then I can't eat it afterwards. Wow. So you can make it. You just can't eat it. If I, listen, I can eat it. I could go to a restaurant and somebody else can make it. If somebody else prepares it. But if I see the raw (laughs) meat prior to, like, and I'm handling it, I'm cooking it, I'm preparing it, I'm making sure, (laughs) even chicken, that the, the chicken is done enough to eat. I, Quick question: What, what, what about like a steak that that cooks is completely cooked in about nine seconds? I don't, I don't, I don't get those. Okay. I don't know. Right. Wow. Okay. I, it's so, like I wish that I wasn't like that, but <laughs> I am, and also I feel like I'm a boring eater too. Like who hasn't there, had a sloppy Joe? Yeah, well, you're missing nothing. <laughs> uh, no, I disagree. I know. <laughs> yes, we disagree. What are you talking about? Yes, but I have to come from my place of personal pain. Uh, all right, many say that, I mean, it's a national day here. It is a national <laughs> day. It's a national day. Uh, so many say that a cook named Joe in Sioux City, Iowa, in the 1920s, created a sandwich of loose meat served in bread, a sloppy Joe. So this is all... Legend and lore. Yeah, exactly. We're not sure if it's valid, but it seems so. Some variations of Sloppy Joe recipes use meats other than the traditional ground beef, such as chuck roast or even chicken. And some others call for different spices like cinnamon or brown sugar uh, to be in their recipes. Uh, A a Sloppy Joe with chicken meat. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that? No, I love so. For me, my my cheesesteak of choice. And this is how this is how dumb I get is uh, chicken cheesesteak yep. without the cheese. Would it be then a, a sloppy chick? Maybe sloppy I chick. Call, yeah, I was going to say sloppy cock. Maybe yeah, because yeah. Uh, cock is a chicken. Is it not? Um, uh, no, it's a hen. Yeah, but, uh, you don't eat. You don't eat. 
Roosters? You don't, you don't eat roosters? I don't know. Yeah, I, sometimes usually, I sit down with a bag full of beaks while I'm watching TV. When you uh, <laughs> usually when you buy uh, a, a whole chicken, it's a hen. So, okay, yeah, but, but <laughs> I, I don't. I've never. I don't know if they they eat. I never lifted the legs to see what kind of a uh... or not. Uh, so anyway, it's Sloppy Joe Day. Uh, enjoy. You never did find the. <laughs> So enjoy your sloppy joes today, if you will. Are you now hungry for a sloppy joe? I no. am, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We make them with, um, we use uh, the Hawaiian King Rolls. Oh, those are good. Yeah. In case you're not a sloppy joe fan? Uh, I hate them. Oh, hate them. Yeah, uh-huh. hate well, them. why wow. did you come to my support? Uh, well, because you left me out there talking. hanging. I, everybody else is talking. I just let it, I let the conversation sometimes. Evil wins, when you, sta- evil wins when you stand by and do nothing. <laughs> Silence right. is violence, Casey. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but there is a, Steve, because you're almost a vegetarian, 360 brand does have a good yeah. sloppy Joe mix. Go, uh, it's I'll, the I'll only it one. I, I, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see what else we got here. How about we spent a lot of time talking about Sloppy Joes. We needed to. It's National Sloppy Joe Day. And now we're moving on to, and that's uh, filled with sauce, obviously. So I have another sauce story here for you. Uh, After getting a limited release in the South last fall, bottles of Chick-fil-A sauce are now available across the country at stores, including Walmart, Target, Publix, Kroger, and more. Are you a fan of the Chick-fil-A sauce? Oh, my God, yes. I never use it. Oh, it's fantastic. I I think I I love Chick-fil-A, but I never use their sauce. Have you ever tasted it? Yeah. Okay. It's it's nothing for me. Oh, Oh, Preston, I'm with you on this. Yeah. Uh, The 16-ounce bottles retail for around $4, and all royalties from the bottles will be donated to the Chick-fil-A Remarkable Futures Scholarships Initiative. Well, what are you using it on? The nuggets, right? I'm using it in my drink. Or you can put it on the sandwich, too. Okay. So you'll put it on the sandwich? Or I'll just dip it in the sandwich. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh yeah, try that next time. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I use it instead of creamer. Yeah. Well, so I wasn't sure, Steve, if you didn't use it because you only get sandwiches there. But uh, yeah, I just get. I, I most often when I'm at Chick Fil A, I get the chicken sandwich. Yeah. So I don't use the sauce on the sandwich at all, but on the on the nuggets that they have. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So when you order on the app now, um, I don't usually order it for myself, so I'm not sure. But the it is an option. It says with the sandwich if you want the Chick Fil A sauce. Now I don't know if. That that comes on the side or if they actually put it on the sandwich for you? I've never asked for I don't think the option is on the sandwich. I think that you... It'll just come on yeah, the... Yeah, all, the... all the condiments okay. at, at Chick-fil-A come on the side. Okay. Yeah, so. There's, a, there's a, a squirter that works there. <laughs> hey, that app, though, is, like, amazing. You is just, it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Order pulled up. Like, we, we were had to go somewhere quick, and I needed to get something for Jace to eat quickly. We went there. I ordered prior to going, pulled into a spot... You um, text when you're there, and they bring it out to your car. Like you don't, it was, have, to, you don't have to get into that long ass. No, uh, line. that line. No, even though that line does move fast, it does. It's no, just so you don't long. Have to get in it. Mm. Okay, uh, I saw on TikTok, Steve, this guy. What he does because the the sandwich comes in that little tin foil pack, right? right? So he takes the entire sandwich out of the pack, and then he takes the Chick-fil-A sauce. And do they have, like, a spicy-ish type of sauce? They have a Polynesian sauce. Okay. Which is also going to be available to purchase. So that's exclusive to Chick-fil-A? 
It's the like Polynesian their, sauce. Yeah, that's their I don't know. Sauce. I've never had it, but it is their sauce. Okay. Yes. Mm. So he takes these two sauces and he and he throws just the chicken patty into the bag with these right. sauces, and then he shakes the bag up right. so it gets all over that chicken, and then he slaps it on the bun and eats it, and, and he goes and has sex with a horse. Well, but he, no. Uh, um, but why he uses did you go there. He uses that that pouch as as kind of a shake and bake thing. Uh-huh. Oh, I see what you're I saying. Say, yeah, it might have been the sweet and spicy sriracha that he used. Okay, okay, and with the honey roasted barbecue sauce. That's what I think he did. I, I, it, quite often, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sauceless kind of guy. I don't even really put ketchup on my hamburgers. It's not, it's not my. Um, it's not where I go. Wait, I what am is, a drown it in sauce kind of guy. What's the honey roasted barbecue sauce? Because Preston, didn't you tell me that? The- yes, so I believe Kathy the that the Chick Fil A sauce is a mix of honey mustard and barbecue. So you would think that this would be the same thing. <laughs> no, because that's I think that's just honey roasted barbecue. There's no mustard. Oh, there's in a there. must. Okay, honey I was thinking honey. Okay, I was thinking honey mustard in it. Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, you'll be able to get this now. And uh, would you get it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Dude, I love that sauce. It's fantastic. Yeah. So use have a bottle of it okay. at home? Yeah, it'd be fantastic. All right. Good days for the connoisseur. You could use it on, uh, you can eat that with burgers, no problem. Um, so here are, the, here are the variety of sauces. Nick pulled them up that they have at Chick-fil-A. Sweet and spicy sriracha, honey mustard, zesty buffalo, Polynesian mm. sauce, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce, uh, barbecue sauce, and Gardner Branch. Is Polynesian like sweet and sour, I guess? I assume it would be, be right? Yeah. Okay. Steve, you know what the name, I'm not kidding you, what the name of their news site is on Chick-fil-A? What? The Chicken Wire. That's excellent. Preston. off the Chicken Wire. Yeah. What is it? Today right. we start eating roosters. <laughs> there's a, there's a, is it Lee's? Does Lee's make a, uh, you know. You, Mother F and Lee. No, you would find it in where, like, the, the. Uh, Salad dressings are. Uh, oh, Lee's, they, they make uh, condiments uh, yeah. or, or salad dressing? I yeah. believe so. That sounds familiar. Okay, yeah. so because my wife gets this stuff that whenever she makes uh, chicken cutlet sandwiches and stuff, it, she gets this stuff from Lee's, and it is, oh, man, I wish I could remember the name of it, but it is. Is it Lee's? No, no, the specifics, like oh, the, the the flavor of the sauce. I got you. Okay, um, but it it rivals, no doubt, like the the Chick Fil A sauce. Okay, right. yep. Well, uh, when mean, you find I gotta, out, I gotta, I gotta look. When through. you find out, let yeah. me know. I'll let you know. All right, there's another story I definitely want to get to while we are in the territory of the connoisseur. So much culinary news today, dude. This is a this is a heartwarming story. I love this story, uh-huh. and I very I don't usually do this type of story in the connoisseur, but the connoisseur gets real. Yeah, this is this is really sweet. Um, so it's the story of how the owners of a Baltimore restaurant, it's uh, their most popular fusion restaurant, uh, drove to Vermont over the weekend to cook a meal. And it's also a story about food and love and dying. And it really, really, uh, and also really amazing customer service. So it started out simply enough. Brandon Jones and his wife, uh, Rena, uh, needed some carryout. Not just any carryout. They needed the tempura broccoli from a restaurant called Ikeben, I believe is how you pronounce this, which is a local fusion spot in Baltimore, in uh, Fells Point. Uh, the dish was for Rena's mom, who lives in Vermont. She's dying of lung cancer. Uh. So Rena's mom, who did not want to be named in this particular story, uh, had loved the dish since she first came to visit her daughter six years ago in Baltimore. Although she had traveled and eaten extensively, the crispy tempura broccoli from Ikeben quickly became an obsession for her, a necessary stop on every single trip. Rena said she had jokingly said that she wanted it on her deathbed. Well, that date came sooner than anybody could have realized. In December, Rena's mother became ill with cancer. 
Uh, she opted not to go through treatment because it made her feel terrible. Right, um, right. Better to live her last days on her own terms at home. So the past few months have seen an outpouring of love and support from her community in Vermont, Rena says. Uh, neighbors bring meals all the time. A uh, bowl in the kitchen overflows with cards, wishing her well, and so on. Well, last week, as Brandon and Marina prepared to make the six-hour drive to visit Rena's mom, possibly for the last time, yeah, uh, they wondered about one thing. How could they make that tempura broccoli from Ikebin for her? Um, you know, it would get soggy on the drive. They yeah. were wondering how they'd go No way you could this. transport it, yeah. So Brandon emailed uh, the owners and co-founders, a guy named Steve Chu, and Ephraim um, uh, Bibi, uh, hoping that they could offer some tips. And he added one caveat. He's not a great cook. Uh, reading his message, Chu thought to himself, well, you're not going to cook this. I'm going to cook it. So Chu wrote back with an offer. He and Abibi would meet them in Vermont. They would cook it themselves oh, that's awesome. for her. Uh, Brandon was in disbelief, unsure whether there had been some confusion. So he forwarded the message to Rinna, and she wrote... Do they know that it's Vermont State that we're talking about here? Um, he wondered also if uh, there had been miscommunication. He was like, do, do they not know that this is in two days that we're leaving as well? Could this really happen? Uh, but to Chu, one of the owners, he said it was a no-brainer. So on Saturday, Chu, Abibi, and their colleague, a guy named Joe Anunuevo, uh made the six-hour drive to Vermont in a pickup they pulled up to Rena's mom's house the following day. They set up a fryer in the back of the truck uh, in the cold Vermont air. It took <laughs> several hours for the fryer to even heat up to get to temperature. But when it was all said and done, Chu said it was the most perfect tempura broccoli that wow. we've ever made. The smell of the frying food wafted into the house. Rena says it took her mom a moment to realize what was going on. And she said, this is from Baltimore. Uh, we thought she would cry right away. She didn't cry until later, Rena said. Uh, Chu called it a powerful moment when they met Rena's mom. Though they hadn't known her name, they instantly recognized her face from years of friendly visits. And we're looking at the spread right now. Um, and yeah. she, uh, he said, you see so many people day in and day out, but we always remember the faces, Aww. and we all remembered her. She used to come in a lot. Uh, Rena says that her mom, who has struggled to eat because of sores in her mouth from cancer, <laughs> managed to devour the broccoli and even the spicy tofu bowls that Chuna Bibi and Nguyen Nuevo had uh, prepared, and she wanted to lick the bowl, Rena said. That's awesome. Uh, Chuna Bibi said that they wouldn't have, she said that they, neither one of them would even accept gas money. They, they did it completely free. That's amazing. What a um, wonderful story. Back in Baltimore, appreciative customers have since flooded uh, Ikebin with orders and accolades. Chu shrugs off the attention. He said it was a, a way to say thanks for all the years of support from Rena's mom. He said, we're just glad that we could make her happy. I think that's what hospitality is all about. I was crying when I was reading this yeah, story. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Just fantastic. So and now I want to try Yeah, so do I. I want to try this broccoli tempura because yeah, it sounds yeah. outstanding. Uh but Can I they drive some up here. I thought that was so <laughs> how we, far away are they? Press is feeling under the I, weather. What, two a little over two hours maybe, Baltimore tops? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah like it's that. much Easily. easier. You did it for the Vermont chick. Yeah. 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 Well, she was dying of cancer. <laughs> yeah, so, do we know her status, Preston? Did you pass? Finally, I, I don't know okay. this, and I think this may have happened this past weekend. Okay, the, the story came out on the sixteenth. So, yeah, love that. Uh, I love that story. Uh, Press, I got the name of that sauce. I was, I said Lee's. I was really close. It's Sweet Baby Ray's. Oh, you think? Yeah. I was so close. Sweet Baby Lee's. Ray's is nothing like Lee's. <laughs> I know. There's an S in there somewhere, but uh, Ray's Secret Sauce is the name of it, and right. uh, you're going to hold it. It's such a secret, everyone. <laughs>
doesn't know the name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll check that out. Uh, let's see if we got time for something else. Yay! One more quick one for the connoisseur. Uh, is this no, that was the only heart tugger I had right. of the day. I got a junk tugger for you, though. Yeah. A dog named Tugger. You did? Yep. Oh, okay. Named after Tug McGraw? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, we'll go with this. Yeah, we'll go with that. The majority of cereals that we eat are packed with sugar. Yeah, and we know that. Really aren't the best way to kickstart your day. One nutritionist suggests a surprising replacement for your daily dose of Kellogg's, and that would be a slice of pizza. We've talked about this. Uh, Chelsea Amer, a nutritionist based in New York, uh, said that a slice of pizza contains more fat and much less sugar than most cold cereals. So So wait, uh, they're saying that a piece of pizza is a better option than eating cereal. Yes. So you will not experience a quick sugar crash. So to give you some perspective, Kathy, one cup of Raisin Bran, a single cup, uh, has 18 grams of sugar and your your daily limit recommended for women is 25 grams oh, of wow. sugar. So you get almost all, all of it, of it yeah. in one, one cup. cup. And you're going to eat more than one cup of cereal, You're going to eat an entire box. Uh, so, and there are zero, zero healthy fats in the cereal as well. So what what is the usual sugar content for a slice of pizza? I don't know about the sugar content, but it ain't 18 grams, that's for sure. Uh, Amer also noted that pizza has more protein than a typical bowl of cereal, so it can satisfy your appetite for longer and prevent snacking between meals. Huh. 3.8 grams um, typically for one slice of pizza. Of sugar? Is that Lorenzo size? Of sugar. No, that's, <laughs> nothing is Lorenzo size right. when I say typical. Multiply by 10 for Lorenzo. Uh, but before you order a personal pie of your breakfast table, it's important to remember that pizza still isn't particularly healthy and you shouldn't reach for that cheesy goodness on a regular basis. All things considered, it's just a more balanced option. Uh, if you want a truly nutritious way to start the day, try Greek yogurt with fruit. Yeah. You'll score calcium and protein boost or oatmeal with cinnamon and fruit. I love oatmeal. Which offers fiber and antioxidants. I love stone mill, whatever they call it, oatmeal. Stonefield? Steel cut. Steel mill, stone cut. It's steel mill. It's stone cold. Rocky Mountain, <laughs> steel, steel Austin. Rocky steel Mountain oatmeal. spotted yeah. fever. Yeah. Austin. Oatmeal. Iron cheek oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Even a second helping of dinner set aside from the previous night can make a healthy breakfast if it's chock full of veggies and balanced. For example, a generous portion of veggies sautéed in olive oil with herbs tossed with a lean protein or chicken breast or lentils with a small scoop of quinoa. Now you're talking. Uh, Lentils and coffee. But if you still want it pizza for breakfast, you may want to make your slice a little more breakfasty. And there are recipes for breakfast skillet pizza or breakfast pizzas, which like we, we used, adore. Like Don't we used you guys to get miss those? God, do I miss breakfast pizza? It's so good. Yep, Manja, our buddy Damon, used to bring them up all the time. It includes high protein ingredients like eggs and bacon, plus fontina cheese, fontina. and then spinach for those vitamin packed leafy greens. Fontina. <laughs> so you can uh, you can try that out. Uh, but cereal is. At least some of them, not nearly as good for you as you think it might be, or a good way to start the I day am, as far as breakfast. Goes. I'm a Kashi fan. I like the the Kashi line of cereal, and that probably has a some, that's you know, more healthy. Yeah, but I, I really do dig it. Yeah, yeah, depending on which one. Like, there's the chocolate Kashi, yeah. you know, which I'm sure has tons. <laughs> I, have a, of, uh, I love sugar. the Kashi uh, chocolate covered sugar balls. <laughs> right. Yeah, those are the healthiest. I think we've talked about this before, but um, how many of you guys do? Any of you guys put sugar in your coffee at this point? I do. I don't. Uh, I don't anymore. I put I put um, flavored creamers, and those are loaded with sugar. Every day, so uh, 
just not here at work. I drink okay. a, I drink a cup of uh, of black coffee here. Okay, uh, but at home I will. Yeah, I will definitely flavor my coffee. I've eliminated it entirely, and then every now and then, Steve, it's like you know, getting a Coca Cola or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, that's sweet. If I if I put it in, black coffee is is too bitter for my taste. I don't. I, don't, I agree. That's why yeah. I don't. I don't like IPA beers and things like that because bitter just doesn't agree with my palate. Uh, and I love people who tell you, you know, it's uh, you're you're a pussy or it's not manly. If, well, your you palate's know. wrong. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, you know, I'll drink straight whiskey if you want me to prove something. John uh, Wayne do used to have pretty a, regularly a latte with agave, right? Uh, <laughs> so, give me something that has a little bit of a kick. So I, uh, so I definitely add, you know, like a French vanilla creamer and stuff mm. like that to uh, to cut it. A but little when bit. you get here, it's straight black. Yeah, I have black. That's just to cut back on said, sugar. But you don't like it. He doesn't I, like it. I just I drink it. Oh yeah. my god, really? Well, I want the, I want the caffeine. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, but I, but I at this point, you know, I, well, I stay away. It's my way of staying away from the sugar. Would you consider huffing paint? Yeah, yeah. That Hell would give, yes. Yeah, that give you right. a rush. How much sugar's in that? <laughs> no, it's car so just, free. just keep a sock over there with a spray can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Kathy and all these years, Casey. How long? How many years have I been drinking a cup of black coffee here? Uh, you always bring it for me. Yeah, for, I mean, at least for ten long years like, yeah. or more. And I still don't like it. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Um, I'm, I'm sad for you. I haven't. That you have to drink it every morning and you don't like it. I also don't like black coffee. Yeah. But I don't drink it. But I do it to avoid. <laughs> I do it to avoid You've the made sugar, that personal choice. But yeah. I do want the. I do want the uh, the caffeine from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I. You know, the first cup of coffee I think I ever had was when I first started working with you guys. I was like, you know, it was whatever, mm. five o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, okay. And and when we worked at Y100, you guys didn't get it every morning. It wasn't something that we had every morning. No, like that's right. Yeah, we, we were... would order. And I don't know if it was, I think that we had to go, it wasn't Tawala. downstairs. Like they had to go across the parking lot maybe. Yeah, was there like another oh, place yeah. that. Yeah, uh, it was uh, ba- the, uh, Balatu. What do we call it? We used to call it not Balatu. The Deuce. Here. Yeah, the Deuce. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, the other building. I think somebody yeah. would, go, make. would oh, go over God. there. But but anyway, we didn't have coffee every morning. And uh, it was you guys. I was like, okay, now there I was don't know this why they drink old coffee. world. Uh, Kathy, I don't know if she's Greek or whatever. She, she's she, Italian. Yeah, I, I, Mama Make. Uh, yeah, I'd like I'd like ostrich balls and uh, Mama Make. Really? <laughs> That's she, what she was saying. You got ostrich? She would say Mama Make Fresh. Yeah. Mama said, oh, no, no, no. Mama oh, make fresh. fresh hostage balls. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> really? Fresh. Okay. I wrote that down as a yeah. band name. Mama yeah. make fresh. Mama make fresh. She said it so often. And would yeah. she make you whatever you were? She no. would attempt no. to. She would just make something fresh yeah. and give it to you? Just saying that the food's fresh. Yeah, yeah, so. got you. It looked like, it looked like a regular. Here's, here's your ostrich. It was just a piece of toast. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That wasn't in the deuce. No, that, that was, was in that, that was, was in, in our building. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the the good restaurant was in the Duke. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so that's why we, once we discovered that, we started going over there every day. Yeah, and we were like, "Don't tell Mama." Yeah, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, oh, no, really? where are you going? Where are you going? I kill you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Poor Mama. <laughs> After I make you ostrich, you spit on me. <laughs> Do not piss off the old yeah. world people. I tell you something, modern rock sucks. <laughs> all right, uh, that's all we have time for in the restaurants this morning. So uh, hopefully you got something out of that today. And enjoy your National Sloppy Joe Day. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a minute. Some bizarre file stories to entertain you on the drive-in. And uh, then, after that, Zach frickin' Snyder. The Justice League Snyder Cut comes out today. We yes! got the man on our show. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's go to the fire. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. Sponsored by friends, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Sorry, this, man. Two people are dead after fireworks exploded in an Ontario, California home Tuesday afternoon. Did you see this footage? I did. It's crazy. The individuals have not yet been identified by age or gender. There is one known survivor of the explosion who had minor lacerations. During press conference, the fire chief said we have confirmed two fatalities. I'm not sure if they are children or adults, male or female at this point. Video of the scene showed fireworks going off, and followed by a huge gust of smoke in the air. Several residents noted that it could be seen throughout the neighborhood, and many reported feeling a ricochet from the explosion, or like a shock wave. Yeah, the footage that you see that I saw from a, from a camera phone uh, is, uh, or just a regular phone, but the uh, the woman is there, she's looking at the smoke, and then the explosion occurs, and debris sprays all over the place. Yeah, nearby windows were also blown out as a result. The police department are at a minimum investigating a felony or multiple felonies because fireworks are illegal in that particular city, but it was enough to like, blow up a house. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Mm. That's why they're illegal. Uh, so this woman is no longer flying under the radar. Uh, she has sneaked aboard an estimated 20 to 30 flights without a ticket since 2002, was arrested again on Tuesday at Chicago's O'Hare Airport. I think we've talked about her before. Yeah, this has to make you feel comfortable when you fly, that this woman just sneaks on to that many flights, and it took all this time for her to get caught. Marilyn Hartman, who is 69, was detained on the non-secure side of the airport and did not make it past any checkpoints. Uh, Per terms of her release with a previous bus, she was not allowed in the complex. Hartman, who is so famous for her plane-hopping exploits, that she has her own Wikipedia page, (laughs) was most recently caught in October 2019 after sneaking past checkpoints at O'Hare. At that time, she was on probation from a 2018 conviction. While Hartman has been busted several times, she's also avoided detection on many occasions, including on multiple international flights. Do you remember the movie Airport? From yes. Years ago, Helen Hayes played an old woman who, that was her whole thing. She would get, she would stow away on flights. Uh, just a day before Tuesday's arrest, she did an interview with a uh, Chicago television station in which she detailed some of her escapades. Hartman says that she's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder but has consistently resisted attempts in court to question her mental health. Mm. Uh, she was well known at the security officers, uh, by the security officer's at O'Hare and Chicago's Midway Airport. So she still just does it. Well, she has a very benign sort of appearance. She does. People go, okay. Yeah. Las Vegas Fire and Rescue say a limousine was traveling on Interstate 15 Saturday when an occupant, a bride, on the way to her wedding, smelled something burning. Moments later, there was smoke coming from beneath the driver's seat. (laughs) The vehicle pulled over so occupants could evacuate. The limo was entirely engulfed in flames. Uh, VIP Limousines of Nevada, the company that owns the vehicle, said a replacement limo was quickly sent to the scene to take the bride and her party uh, the rest of the way to the wedding. Police say the fire is believed to have been caused by mechanical issues, but imagine that you're a bride on your way to the wedding. Uh-oh. Do you remember that? And it catches on fire. Do you remember the story in upstate New York? I think it was the same sort of scenario, and a whole bunch of people, brides, I think the bridesmaids, they all died in yeah. this limo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. It was horrible. Yeah. 
Uh, no screaming recommended. That will be the new normal when visiting California theme parks as a way to help prevent the spread of COVID-19 and safely reopen the theme parks. California Attractions and Parks Association announced how they will take action to meet the state's blueprints. Now, this includes wearing face coverings, designated eating and drinking areas. Screaming is kind of an involuntary response. When and you're... reduce the amount of screaming. Yeah. Like on roller coasters. How do you do that? I mean, if, you, if you're prone to scream, is that the, they're scream rides, they're thrill rides. Yeah, I don't think they're going to kick you out, but they are going to, they are going to... Suggest that you keep from screaming if you can. There was literally a roller coaster called the Great American Scream Machine. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like they're designed to, to elicit well, that. Why don't they have the person who allows you on the ride who helps you sit down wrap around your mouth with some electrical tape? Yeah. Okay. According to the California Blueprint, theme parks need to limit activities that are known to cause increased spread, for example, singing, shouting, and heavy breathing. <laughs> <sighs> Where's the concession stand? Uh, <laughs> In response, the association will require Pluto! face masks and make modifications to seating patterns to help mitigate the mm. effects of shouting. A parachutist became entangled with the helicopter that they were leaping out of high above an airfield in Russia. Fortunately, in this case, helicopter seems to have safely returned them to the ground. So he was spinning around in the plane. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, video began to circulate showing the immediate aftermath of the parachutist's ill-fated jump. <laughs> From the Russian <laughs> Aerospace Forces uh, Mil Mi-8 hip helicopter, by which time both their their main parachute and the pilot chute used to deploy it were re- already seemingly snagged somewhere around the rear door mm. as they dangled helplessly below. It's unclear if the soldier was using a static line method, which the parachute opens automatically, or if they were attempting to jump free fall in which they would initiate the pull sequence. Uh, the speed of the chopper is about 124 miles an hour, and outside the temperature, it was about minus 4 degrees Fahrenheit. No effing way. Exactly how the incident happened is unclear, since the parachute should not start to open until the parachutist is well clear of the aircraft, but that did happen. Was well, it possible it's one of those novelty parachutes? Maybe that's yeah. what well, they... You want to play a prank on one of your co-jumpers? Yeah. All right, and the one last story, uh, Jaya Patio is just 12 years old and can run 17 miles an hour. <laughs> There's a training video that went viral after ESPN put it on TikTok where over 100 million people have seen it. Patillo said that she started at 12 or 13 miles per hour and planned on stopping at 15, but her coach said it was like she was jogging. Her coach notes that she could have gone up to 18 miles per hour. She's like holding back a little bit. Wow. She's like Seabiscuit. Uh, Patillo is no stranger to sprinting. She already uh, She's already a nine-time junior Olympian. Her dad, Kevin Patillo, uh, knew early on uh, that she was destined for the track. He said, I would hear Jaia running, and I would uh, happen to look at her legs, and her legs were not just walking. They were striding, and I knew that she would be a runner. She trained several days a week, tries to stay grounded despite racking up multiple awards and medals. Uh, she said the main thing she focuses on is staying humble and staying true to who she is. We're watching her train, and she's on one of those those treadmills that goes at a super high speed, obviously, yeah. and she's running along. If I were to run like that, my balls would be in my shoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. she is just oh sprinting God. as hard I mean, as you can. Full, full motion of the legs. They yeah. run uh, like a, a speedometers on these uh, wide receivers and stuff yeah, in, yeah. in the NFL, and they're topping out at like 20, 22 miles per hour. Well, have you seen yeah. the uh, the ones, the, the treadmills that are curved? Yeah. 
And this kid is 12. 12. And already at 17, oh 18 <laughs> miles an hour. That's amazing. Uh, she plans to keep running all the way to the 2024 Olympics in Paris. So we'll see. And that is what I got in the B-File for you. Let's take a break. Hey, comic nerds, coming up next, Zach Snyder yeah. on the show to talk about the Snyder Cut. And why don't you have a beverage while you're waiting? I got a case of beer for you. Call number 17 at 215-263-WMMR. Victory Brewing's new 6% Hazy IPA. Brotherly Love, a beer of purpose now available in 12 packs at Parkway Corner on 22nd and Spring Garden in Philly. To learn more about this beer and its mission, visit victorybeer.com slash brotherly love. Cheers if you're at least 21 and call it 17. You get it. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating ExxonMobil stations or for free groceries. Plus, get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. And the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, I, I I love this. I was looking on uh, our next guest uh, Twitter account, and he's got a, a tweet from Ryan Reynolds. Yes, it says uh, excited to see the Snyder Cut, but ahead of its debut, and with the aid of a good amount of aviation gin tonight <laughs> at six p.m., I'll do something I've never done. Actually watched the Green Lantern. <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. That was sent to Zack Snyder. Ladies and gentlemen, we're very fortunate to have this gentleman on. Uh, he was gracious enough to give us this wonderful interview at the Camp Out for Hunger. It was uh, fantastic. So cool. And we're stoked on the day that this big event that we've long awaited, that he is joining us this morning. It's very, very cool. I mean, the stuff that so many people thought would never happen, and here it is. Please welcome Zack Snyder Yay! to the show. Zach. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing, man? Doing great. Doing really great this morning. Uh, it is an exciting day uh, for a lot of people, <laughs> including most of all you. And the first question I want to get into, Zach, is just to remind everybody, how did this come to be? Where did this idea start that th- this movie needed to, to to go back and be redone and, and added all this extra footage? I think it was it was fan based, was it not? 100% fan based. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a long saga of what what happened um, during the film. Um, you know, people might not know that I I the original Justice League that was released in theaters that um, I've never seen the movie. I left the project um, due to a family tragedy that we had, and uh, so I never I never completed the film. They and they brought in another guy to finish it. Um, but, um, and they made a couple of changes uh, in my absence. Um, 
And so, um, you know, I guess the there was a hashtag that circulated called release the Snyder Cut. Um, and that hashtag started on November 17th, 2017, which is the day the movie was originally released. Wow. <laughs> there was a guy who walked out of the theater and just went like, nope. And and, just, <laughs> and and tweeted that. And since, you know, it's been tweeted millions of times. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the studio finally was like, okay, well, I guess we have to do this. It's, and um, It's miraculous. Yeah. It, it, is, it is a miraculous thing when you stop and think about it. So the actual release itself, Zach, the actual movie that it's in existence the way you originally envisioned it. But now... The story of it has become Hollywood legend as well, how this actually was executed. So something that I'm sure would have to frustrate any artist and any guy, and I consider you a visionary person. We all love your work. I mean, we're massive fans. And and to think, okay, I guess I have to cast that one into the dustbin of, you know, that's it. And then to be able to go back, and then you're getting things like IGN saying Zack Snyder's Justice League is a vindication for the director and the fans that believed in his vision. That's got to be awesome on this day to hear stuff like that. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. Um, and just the fans have been so amazing. You know, our big cause um, is suicide prevention and right. mental health awareness. And, you know, the fans have raised now like you know, $600,000 just, you know, in the little fan community um, because every time they did an activation, like if they bought a billboard, half the money would go to AFSP and the other half of money would be like a billboard or like whatever, they, whatever they do, they half of the money goes to, you know, AFSP and, you know, for suicide prevention and mental health awareness. And it's just an incredible you know, I, I've said a hundred times, like, well, if there was no movie, what the fans have done is incredible, I, you know, especially during this pandemic where, like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people suffering, you know, through 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 some hard times. You know, on top of the, you know, this virus, there's also just the impact on all of us as people. And I think that they, they've really been just amazing and, and, and you know, tip of the spear in that way. And I really, I, I'm just proud of the community. Well, you participated in our camp out for hunger and just to put into um, you know perspective, what happened that ended up when we thought we were fighting, you know, the battle of Sisyphus there, pushing the boulder up the, the hill. Uh, it ended up being by far by leaps and bounds, our most productive camp out ever, you know, and again, thanks in part to, to you and the other people who, who did it. So uh, the, the generosity is not gone. And for anyone who's going to enjoy uh, you know, and has been excited for this event that we're going to we'll put the link up. I'm sure Nick probably already has mm -hmm. to direct money for people want to make donations to uh, this this charity, which has touched your life and, and is sadly touching so many lives right now. Uh, and then, you know, turn a, a, a negative into a positive. But uh, I have to ask you. So there is so much that, that initially I was unaware after having seen the movie in the theater and having loved the way you had progressed this story uh, you know, with uh, the with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. It was to me, it seemed very Wagnerian and very operatic, and I love it. I love that whole thing. And uh, while Justice League definitely has its moments, it, it the tone was different. Uh, and uh, and so now that I realize there were huge chunks that were excised. Preston and I loved the character of Cyborg, mm -hmm. and just you oh. could just feel he had been shorted so much screen time that has been corrected. Correct? 
Cyborg is really the, it's his movie in a lot of ways. I, I think when you see it, you're going to be very much, um, you know, you're basically seeing Cyborg's story in a lot of ways. It's his origin, you know, and that was always when Chris and I, Chris Terrio and I were working on the story. Our, our intent was always to have Cyborg. It was his time. You know, we thought this movie was going to be all about Cyborg. And, 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 and frankly, Justice League really takes that character, you know, all the way. I love I can't, it. I can't wait for you to see it. But I was suggesting that you guys leave the, the studio right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Zach was actually giving us a pass. Oh, that's great. And suggested, and, and I suggested we ran the show from like the time of Live Aid, and that's it would probably, cool. right. yeah, it wouldn't work out. But yeah, yeah, that we. So we're going to tell our bosses you've given us the pass right now. Actually, on on social media, and and there are people responding who are just who are just loving it. Um, you know, and you've always dealt with people who just summarily just don't buy into what you're doing. Uh, I've from the get go has had legions bought into it, and and you you're you like long movies. We talked about this last time at the camp out for hunger, and and if you're telling yeah. a story, how you, like it's like I was looking at the runtime initially when Justice the first iteration of Justice League was released. Like, how are you? What is this? What was this filmed in a, in a photo booth? I mean, how does this? How are you getting this? This these huge stories yeah, compacted. Because- the movie, I think the runtime of the movie is it's two hours with credit. So it's, I think, an hour and, you know, 40, you know, or 50 minutes Yeah. total. I mean, I think that's, that's you know, not even half of the movie that I, that I've just finished. So I, I yeah, if you're ready for a deep dive into, um, <laughs> into, 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 into some Justice League characters. If you're ready to really go all the way, please, please, that this is what it's all about. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's Zack Snyder. And by the way, we are uh, we have the streaming on Facebook and YouTube right yeah. now as well because we're doing this uh, via a Zoom link. And uh, Zach, you know, uh, mentioning a long film, and for those who maybe have a hard time uh, consuming something that's four hours long, I did read this uh, this morning that it is kind of broken up into thirty minute chapters. Is that the case? Yeah, you know, when I originally finished this cut of the movie, I finished in um, January of uh, 2017. Um, so I've been working on it even 2016. So it's a, and I had this idea then that uh, I should divide the movie into chapters. And so it's really easy to, I think it's, look, as a stream, when you're streaming it, and, the, you know, this is a great HBO Max thing that's happening um, in that, when you sit on your sofa, if you sort of think about it psychologically, like you're about to binge uh, basically seven half hour episodes of a giant, you know, some are 40 minutes and whatever. But I think you really, in that sense, it's really easy to watch and you can always pause it at the chapters and go get your chips or go to the bathroom <laughs> or you can come back the next day. But it's really, it, I think in that way, it's um, it's the right sort of platform for it. We did finish an IMAX version of the movie as well, which hopefully when the theaters um, kind of uh, open up more, we can um, we can put up an IMAX for you guys because uh, we want to do that for charity, you know, in the fall. Oh, we'll, we'll be there. We'll promote it. Yeah, we'll absolutely do that. And just to let people know, and it's my understanding that the um, they might be thrown off as you watch it, as everyone will watch it today and then donate to, to Zach's charity as well, uh, that the, the, the aspect ratio that you'll see at home is a little bit different, correct? Yeah, it's like the opposite of letterbox. So everyone took a while to get rid of to get used to letterbox format, which is uh, you know, when you have black bars on the top and bottom, the kind of widescreen look. 
This is the opposite. It has, it's in Academy or it's in full app. So it is uh, shot in the sort of IMAX format, which is like a big square. So, so you'll okay. have you'll have some bars on the sides of the screen. So don't worry oh. about that. That's part of. It. I, I was seeing side by side comparisons, and I listen. I I love from you know to, to, you see more you see more stuff going on. You need to see the bad signal. Yeah. I see I have my Batman here with me. Uh, uh, but I mean the fact that all of that is going on, and just the the, the color changes that you've done. Uh, Steppenwolf got a badass makeover. Uh, and I mean, uh, with what you did, and, and HBO Max gave you yeah. some money, but what you've been able to do, and I haven't, I've just seen stills, so I'm very excited, uh, but oh, everything yeah. looks fantastic. Uh, cheers. Yeah, you're going to get to see Darkseid. I, I don't know if you know anything about I DC. Do. Darkseid is, he's the King Daddy bad guy of the, the DC universe, and he's, uh, he's not, he's not messing around. He's not, he's come, <laughs> he's, he's not. He's not. He doesn't play nice. You know, he's just here to to, to mess uh, everything up. Yeah, and mess every single thing up. All right, let's hope to just let's hope to just gets it. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't give it away. So so with that, I'm saying I hope. I hope. Okay. <laughs> where, where are there are there know. other actors who were initially on the cutting room floor that are now getting you know uh, their treatment uh, in this film? Listen, I don't know 100% uh, because, I, as I said, I haven't seen the theatrical cut. You okay. might have to do that analysis. But um, I do know that Ryan Choi, uh, the character of Ryan Choi, who's the at, who plays, who would eventually become the Adam, um, his character was cut. And Kirstie Clemens, who plays Iris, um, she was cut. Um, uh, uh, so anyway. She's and, in the uh, sequence. Mom, She's in the sequence. Uh, with, uh, I think. The flashes it gets a lot more. Um, uh, time on the screen, Ezra Miller. We we know there's a new Flash movie that is in the works. We get to see a bit of what the Speed Force, uh, you know, oh, yeah. concept looks like, which is very cool. Sure. Uh, uh, Cyborg's dad, uh, 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 Silas Joe Morton. We see a little bit more of him. And, well, yeah. and what, what I love Joe, is that Joe, Steppenwolf Joe has a really amazing arc. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no problem. Steppenwolf, um, like in in that version, uh, didn't it was like, what, what? Why are you so pissed off? What is this about? With Darkseid in the mix, you, you, I guess from what I understand and what I've read, is that uh, Steppenwolf comes off more as a, um, uh, he's just trying to please his boss. And he's, 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 he, he, is he, that correct? A family issue. Yeah, he has a lot of, like, he has a lot of, I mean, Kieran Hines, who voices him, is amazing. And uh, I think, you know, brings this amazing gravitas. And, and, and I would say, frankly, he brings a lot of um, sympathy to the character. I mean, I know it's hard to believe that you might, you know, feel sympathetic toward this big spiky monster from space who's, really, who's into world domination and has a giant axe and it's just basically chopping everybody in half. But he, you know, he's got his own problems. But that's what you need. You, you for, for uh, To yeah. me, I've always hated a villain, and I've said this countless times on the show, a mustache-twirling, one-dimensional villain does nothing for me. Some A villain that you can slightly understand the impetus for is far more interesting. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. 100%. You know, uh, Josh, I wanted to ask and, and double back to uh, to Ray Fisher because I was reading something about him. For those who don't know, he, he's the one who plays Cyborg. Actually, he's from um, uh, the area. Yeah, yes. Uh, we spoke to him years ago. Um, he uh, apparently has had a great reaction to uh, the Snyder Cut. He, uh, I, I read this morning that he absolutely loved it. Now, he had his issues with the replacement and its controversies, and we won't get into that here. But how does that feel to you to know that that he's happy with uh, with what he's seen? Well, you know, raise a buddy and, um, you know, 
I just, uh, when I hired him and when we went, we, when we started this process, it was really, to me, it was all about, um, you know, honoring the character as best I could. And I just, anytime an actor um, sees the movie and is moved by it and in, enjoys it, you know, that's, that's, you know, for me, the ultimate, um, you know, the ultimate in vindication and, yeah. and, and it makes me super happy. So I'm glad that Ray got to enjoy it. And, cool. and I, yeah. <laughs> I saw that video of him where he was just going nuts. So he that, watched it in a hotel room too, apparently it was oh, the, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not the best viewing experience, <laughs> but you can see that if it yeah. plays in a hotel room. It'll play anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Zach, I, I wanted to ask, uh, first of all, I wanted to thank you for joining us today because I know today's a huge day, and I'm yep. sure everybody wanted a piece of you. Uh, and so the fact that you woke up early, uh, you know, it's like 5 o'clock in, in your time right now, that you woke up early, that you're spending some time with us, I, I want to thank you for that. But I also want to ask, why? Why Why did you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to call in to Philadelphia Radio? I, I would like to think that you like our show, but is it because you have family in the area? Look, I'm, a, I'm a friend of the show, and uh, I, I, I really do. I love you guys. I, whenever I get a chance, if you guys, when, when, when I see the text arrive on my phone, we're doing a show, you want to jump on, I'm like, Let's go. <laughs> hey, I have a question. Uh, since we're since we're doing this via Zoom and we can see into your domicile, there, do you play piano? My kids do. Okay, uh, kids right. play. There's a piano the book behind play, you yeah. and a piano. Oh, I was going to have you tickle the ivories there for us a little bit if that <laughs> yeah, was the case. I, I, by the way, if I could, I would jump on. I, I would be, be, be play a little. I don't know what, but I'd be uh, well, and sing, of course. Speaking um, but, of music, yeah. though, uh, just to bring up this point, you there's a everyone's raving about the the um, the new music for the film and oh, ex- yeah. explain what happened. Junkie, Junkie did this uh, again when I left. Um, Junkie uh, XL, who does the score, uh, um, he, he, you know, they, they, they replaced him as well. And then when I came back to, um, to finish the movie, uh, Junkie, I called him and I said, we're doing the movie. We're going to finish it. And he was like, what? And I said, do you have any music like left over? And he goes, you know what? I'm going to do it all from scratch. I want to start over. And so he just, you know, it's four hours, pretty much four hours of music. And it's unbelievable. He did. He just destroyed it. And oh, and we we are doing a. It's coming out. I don't know exactly when it comes out. We'll have to check out. But a um, we're doing a vinyl box. So like, if you're into vinyl, oh wow, you know, they're gonna do they're gonna do a full release of the soundtrack on on vinyl, and that should be that's pretty cool. As well as of course at Apple Music, you can see you can. You can check it out. Uh, well, Zach, I'd like to ask a follow-up question about that uh, topic because I loved the soundtrack for Man of Steel as Hans Zimmer did that. Do you have yeah. um, favorite uh, composers that you like working with, and, and how do you end up choosing one? Because there are a lot of great ones out there, and, and uh, Hans is, is legendary. Uh, so why change You know, in the same cinematic universe and do a different well, composer? Hans, Hans and Junkie work together. That's why I, I met Junkie. Uh, he came um, you know, from, from sort of uh, Hans's camp. And that's how we got, that's how we sort of got together. And then, um, you know, when, you know, cause the two of them, um, did, uh, Batman versus Superman together. Okay. And then, um, they, they, and then when we went on to justice league, um, I was like, okay, junkie, you, you want to do it? You want to do the whole thing? And he was like, absolutely. And we've worked, he did, um, you know, he did Fury Road and a, 
a bunch of other amazing soundtracks. Um, you know, and it's just, uh, and he just finished Army of the Dead for me. Oh, cool. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah uh, when is the release on that? Shot right over there in Atlantic City. When's yeah. the release on, on, on that? We, we hear it was bumped back again. Uh, May 21st. May 21st. Okay. Uh, just to also, to, to, right. I'll be back on the show in no time. Oh, you bet, <laughs> you, you bet your ass. You you made a we're critical a critical mistake in 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 uh, answering our texts <laughs> because we're going to be on you like white on rice. But the um, and I just want to convey the excitement to people who may not understand. For example, and I think I mentioned to you uh, this to you at the campout. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, the original theatrical cut, really enjoyed. Yet there were some things like like that. To me, we're like, well, there, there didn't seem to be an explanation fully. When I saw the full director's cut with the additional footage in it, it, it was, it was, um, it, it took greatness and made it even better. Because to me, it, uh, you know, all those things are filled in. To know that you've had this ability to go back and add in those little things, and there, I, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything. I had to do a little research, so I, I know there are a couple of new characters that make appearances that are going to rock fans' worlds. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, are is it is it are you kind of like a guy who has the ultimate gift to give someone on the you know on Christmas or whatever, and now you can get to see them unwrap it and get the reaction? Yeah, I mean that's a cool way to look at it. I I I hope fans get this take this opportunity to really, um, and I think if you haven't seen Justice League, you know at all then you really, I think this really represents an amazing opportunity to just kind of go deep into a world and and um, excited that people are going to get that chance. All right, so um, what other press are you doing today? I know you have a watch party, so maybe you can talk a little bit about that, but uh, where else can t- can your fans uh, catch you today? Uh, yeah, there's a watch party. Um, I don't know if it's live, but I'm doing a uh, thing for 300, <laughs> weirdly, um, with uh, um, Stephanopoulos, uh, uh um uh, with the hellenic league because uh you know it was the um i think it's the 2000 no it's got to be more than that it's 480 bc the the anniversary of the battle of thermopolis yeah it's the fat it's one of the anniversaries like uh (laughs) but it's thousands of years but (laughs) but that's exciting so I'm talking to them are you going to have anybody from the battle attending (laughs) yeah Leonidas is coming. Uh, so, so that's kind of weird that I was like, wow, that's, uh, uh, that's a blast from the past, but you absolutely have to do that. What an honor to have so, some of the original veterans in attendance. Yeah. yeah exactly. We better hurry up and get their stories. So, uh, uh, you know, before it's too late. Uh, go press. But, I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing a couple of, uh, yeah, watch. Well, I don't even like you. I'm delirious. So I, I can't remember. I don't know. It's well, early. Well, go around, but, but always stopping here is yes. really important. Yes, we appreciate that. Um, down the road, you've got uh, Army of the Dead. What is the, uh, what's the projected release on that? He, he said May. That's May oh, you said May. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then yeah, I, yeah. I had seen that it oh, was. I keep saying it. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, announced that uh, that you're going to do The Fountainhead. Is that correct? Well, no, I, I own The Fountainhead. I don't really have a, uh, we don't really have a, a model for it. Um you know, but uh, I got it. It's kind of uh, on the, I, I would say it's on a slow burn. Okay. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the next thing I'm doing, um, I'm trying to do this small movie that I, I wrote with my friend Kurt Johnside, who actually wrote the script, um, uh, called uh, Horse Latitudes. And uh, we're just going to, it's a movie that we want to just go shoot in South America 
you know, with two guys and it's like, it's, it's like a real, um, sort of micro budget movie. And then, um, that's gotta be refreshing. Say, that, that, that's going to have to be, yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's like a, go, a complete diversion. The actors, you know what I mean? So that, what, so what does this mean? Just quickly. Um, you've got this, the reaction so far has been tremendous. Uh, everything sort of stopped for the Snyderverse. Do you think HBO Max, do you think we are seeing perhaps um, the potential for allowing you to complete your longer game in this? Uh, listen, I mean, I, I don't, you know, that's not necessarily, I didn't, I didn't make it with that intention. We did make the movie yeah. with the, um, when we originally filmed the movie, we assumed there would be two more movies. That's kind of how the movie's made. Um, there's a cliffhanger at the end, and I know it's rude <laughs> that there's a cliffhanger for uh, a movie that may not get a sequel, but it's just the way it was constructed, and I wanted to do it exactly as we had talked about. Uh, so, uh, you know, look, I didn't think I'd be sitting here talking to you guys about this, yeah. so, you know, you never know. Weird if stranger things have happened. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but uh, Army of the Dead is going to be released on May 21st. Yeah. And I don't know if we talked about yeah. where, where, where where is it going to be released? I, I don't know if we... That's did. on Netflix. It's Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Okay. Netflix has been amazing. You are going to get... Um, trust me, you will know where Army of the Dead is playing <laughs> and what it's about. <laughs> Netflix does not... We they do not play. Yeah. No, okay. no, You're they right. they like to advertise. Uh, yeah, you trust me. And the trailer, um, I saw is it. coming really soon in April, like right at the beginning of April, like I think middle middleish of April. And the the new trailer is okay. just a, a a it's a butt kicker. I okay, say a word because I know I'm. You can say a word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I was an ass kicker. I do want to thank you again for joining us this morning, and then also I want to thank you because uh, when I was texting with you the other day, uh, you know, my son was next to me, and I go, "Hey, I just, uh, I just got a text from Zack Snyder," and he was like, "No way!" <laughs> and so I looked really, really cool, and he was like, "Tell him I said hi. I'm a huge fan." So I did, and then you texted back, and then I promised him I would say this. He said, you have to put an, a character in your next movie whose name is Seamus, because that is his name. Oh, my so, God. So, there you go. There we go. There you go. <laughs> it's super Seamus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, my son's name is Ben, if you want to toss that in. No, no. Leave Zach alone. Soon he's going to be doing shout-outs. Yeah, so right, right. right. Um, well, listen, Zach, thanks again. Uh, it, it. It's a big day for you and also for uh, AFSP, like you said, uh, you know, uh, people... Uh, bring awareness to that and suicide uh, prevention and and uh, and uh, getting uh, therapy and uh, for people who need it. So uh, we appreciate the time. Yes, Casey. Yeah, we do have information about that on our website. Okay. Yep. It's uh, it's located. That's if awesome. you'd Thanks, like guys. to donate, you can our pleasure. Great to talk to you, Zach. Good luck with everything and congratulations. All right. Uh, yeah, you can go check out. Justice League on HBO Max, and I will talk to you guys later. Outstanding. Oh, yeah. Zach Snyder, guys. Wow. Wow. It's huge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, stoked for tonight. Yes. Uh, or as soon as... I, are you going gonna to watch it today? I want to watch it straight through. And yep. it's, a to, it's a tough thing on a work, on a school night. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try. Uh, if not, it'll be tomorrow because I want I want to live and 
go into this world. I'm so damn excited. <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. We're going to have uh, Jeremy Piven on when yeah. we get back. So we will have him and uh, talk about this movie that's actually taking place in Delco when we return. Stay with us. It's the first weekend of spring. And since we've already sprung forward, except for the stupid microwave clock, it's time for some spring cleaning. All weekend, MMR will be dusting off a bunch of great songs from the MM archives that haven't seen the light of day in a while. So listen as we go all Marie Kondo, digging way back into the far reaches of the MM archives. But rest assured, it all brings us joy, so we won't be throwing anything away. The Spring Cleaning Weekend from the Rock and Roll Pack Rats at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, the Equinox. So, uh, can I do a couple butt plugs? Well, why not? Butt plugs? Uh, <laughs> we're going to have um, Jeremy Piven on in a moment. Uh, so, we're a few minutes away, so i got a little bit of time to do uh, these. Um, this one says, hey, George Penny here. I live in uh, Freiburg, Germany from Philly. Uh, but listen to the podcast as much as I can. really brings me a lot of joy. My German wife also loves it, so happy you guys exist, especially nice. during such crazy time. Uh, I'm writing you this time, though, because a good friend of mine in Philadelphia was biking home from work in the early morning hours of March 13th, was hit by a car, badly oh, injured. Man. And as far as I understand it, they are not sure if he'll be able to walk again. Jesus. His name is uh, Stephen Ferguson. His girlfriend of 14 years, Andrea, is having some understandably very hard times right now and has asked us to please spread the word and share uh, the GoFundMe page, which I sent to Nick, and we now have that on PrestonAndSteve.com on our community page. Would you please share the page with your listeners in some way, shape, or form? Uh, they have a long road ahead of them physically, emotionally, mentally, and, of course, financially. Anything that you and your wonderful team can uh, be so greatly appreciated, anything you can do, uh, and we, uh, the friends and family would thank you. Uh, and he finishes saying, wishing you, your family, as well as the entire MMR family, all the best. Stay safe and healthy. We'll always be with you guys. The style of pretzel and beer may have changed, but my love and appreciation for you guys has most definitely not. And then he says, uh, Max Gut, <laughs> as they say here, or Max Gut. Uh, oh, Max Gut. Yeah. That's from George Andrew Penny. So there's a butt plug right there. And then I have another one. It says, hey, guys, uh, my wife is a teacher at a small elementary school in South Jersey. One of her closest friends who was also a teacher at the same school is recently diagnosed with a rare aggressive form of cancer in her jaw, which is odd because she is, uh, she is not and has never been a tobacco user. Uh, she's waiting on test results to see if it has spread anywhere else. To make a long story short... Uh, she's going to lose part of her jawbone, which will be replaced with a piece of bone from her lower leg. Right. There's a possibility that she will end up with some facial paralysis and permanently changed voice. Uh, she lost her dad to cancer last year and has been doing an amazing job keeping her head up, not only for her children, but also her students. Teachers in New Jersey do not get any kind of disability unless they pay out of pocket. Uh, as a single mother of three, she can't take the hit in her paychecks. My wife has set up a GoFundMe. Uh, for her and her kids, and I'm not asking you to donate anything. I'm just asking you mention it in the butt plug segment sometime. Uh, thanks for everything you guys do. Rage on, uh, respectfully, Shane J. Smalley. 
Uh, Nick, did I send that to you? Yeah, as I needed well? okay. uh, a little bit more info from Shane, so uh, we'll post that as soon as I get that back from him. But okay. uh, uh, I have the um, GoFundMe. If anybody wants to email me, I can send that out. And like we have said before, always check the community section of com. There's always some good stuff there and things that you might be able to help directly out with. And then when we get back to normal, yeah. then there's all kinds of parties and, and uh, you know, beef and beers and, and events that are... Usually pretty inexpensive and a lot of fun, and they're helping somebody out. So well, a lot of times what you go out and, and do and, and, and seek to do for fun, yeah. you could actually do the same thing and help out someone. Uh, and then I got this. This is not a butt plug or a short out. This is kind of a follow-up. Uh, this is from Joe McCullough, and he writes, Hey, just wanted to reach out to correct something. My friend Zach, who was a doofus, called in <laughs> and said that I wasn't running the McDowell's and Galaxy Burger and Beyond. I'm doing both pops up, pop ups. I remember that guy. Remember this? Yeah, yeah he called yeah. in. Yeah. Well, he's a doofus. He's a doofus, <laughs> according to Joe. Uh, Galaxy Burger is opening up next at Willow Grove Park Mall, and McDowell's, the pop up, is opening at Cherry Hill. Proceeds from both go to Eastern PA Robotics to support getting uh, involved in STEM. All right. Uh, which is cool. Uh, he said, Zach is a great guy, but just wanted to clear that up. Feel he's free to. He's a doofus. Give me a call if you have any questions. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, he said part of the proceeds go to EPRA. Uh, so that is from uh, Joe McCullough at JMC Pop-Ups. So we got it right. We got that straightened out. So Excellent. Thought I'd pass it along. All right. We're still a few minutes away from Jeremy Piven. Yeah. So this is going to and just I want to, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't tell you guys this off air. Uh, this is it my bit, birthday. It is not your birthday, oh, right. but it's coming up soon. All right, in thank a couple you. Of months. No, uh, we're going to have Jeremy on the phone and then we'll have the writer of the film, uh, Greg Lingo, on Zoom. So just wanted to kind of let you guys know that. So Greg's the local guy, right? Greg is a local guy, yeah. graduate of Upper Darby High School. And we had um, Jamie Kennedy on either last week or the week before. Yeah, talking about the movie. Talking about the movie, he's uh, you know one of the stars of the movie. Now, Jamie and Greg kind of grew up near each other, but they didn't go to the same high school. Jamie Kennedy went to Bonner. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought they yeah. did, but yeah. they're a few years apart. Mm-hmm. All right. No yeah. problem. All right. Uh, so we still got a couple of minutes, and uh, there's a variety of things I could uh, get into. There was a uh, TikToker. Her name is Amy. Uh, she has 11 million followers, by the way. Uh, and says that you've been using the toilet wrong. I think she's wrong, but you've been pooping the wrong way. It's a viral video uh, that has taken off, and there's over has been viewed over three million times. She says that you should it, sit on your toilet backwards. Oh, I, dude, okay. When you're taking a poop, she says it's the best. So by, Wait, what, like straddle it? So yeah, that you're by, using the tank is basically like a desktop. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> And Preston, what is the issue with this? And I know you're a clear-thinking man. She says you can eat while you're doing it. Oh, get the hell out of here. That's the reason? But what's the liability if you're taking a dump? You're taking a dump into the shallow end of the toilet. Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) What were you going to say? No, I I just, I I didn't even, listen. You You are positioned to take a dump into the shallow part of the toilet. That's wrong. Uh, this is, uh, this is so stupid. It's funny though. It is really, really funny. But I mean, that didn't even dawn on me that you're, you're basically just dumping on the porcelain, you know? Yeah. Uh, that is, just, yeah. that is silly. I uh, wouldn't like that. No, I wouldn't like yeah. that either. In fact, I have one toilet where the, just for some reason that shelf is a little too long. And it ends up on the porcelain anyway. I hate it. I, and I know you have either have or had a similar. I've corrected experience. it. You I've have. corrected the problem. And also this, I'll tell you this. I couldn't do it, Preston, because my bidet after factory <laughs> toilet attachment 
would stick into my leg. It would be yeah. impossible. Yeah. Uh, so she says uh, this way you can you have a little shelf in front of you. You can eat. Uh, you can set up your uh, iPad if you want to or your laptop. <laughs> Here, I'm going to put another video out that says you don't have to eat while you're going to the bathroom. <laughs> right. Exactly. You can wait until you're finished and go to the kitchen to eat. Like, right. like how much of a snack issue yeah. do you have if you're taking bugles into the toilet? With? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, there, are, there are people, though, I, that I know who actually do reverse cow or what is it? Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Like uh, to go to the bathroom? Yeah, it's not the first time I've heard of this. That's how my brother was potty trained. Backwards. Yeah, my youngest brother, Josh, uh, <laughs> and he's listening. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Um, it would, that's how he figured out how to pee on the potty and poop on the potty. The, but you, I, I, my point has merit, correct? Oh, yeah. About, about the, the angle of the toilet and the way that it's sure. supposed to descend down into the... Well, the, the, whole, the whole squatty potty phenomenon. You know, they, I they, tried it. Well, yeah. they made a lot of money off of it. But, and and listen, people seem to think that it works. Um, but we have been doing it one way for a long period of time, and and it seems to be going okay. You know, yeah. my issue with the squatty potty is I, I I tried it and kept trying it, and, I, and at the end of it, I felt like I was an Olympic an Olympic ski jumper yeah. because your legs because you're, yeah. you're you're in that position. Yeah. I felt like I was the opening credits of the wide world of sports. <laughs> well, I don't know how much time this woman is spending on. The toilet that she needs to set up a laptop. Yeah, she has and, other and issues, food, you know. Yeah, um, I do have though. What I do love though, yeah, is in my bathroom. And my wife and I both have our own bathrooms. There is a shelf right in front of me that is a. It's a like over the the radiator. Yeah, and it sits right there. And books. And, yeah. and my iPad. It's glorious. But if you're uninterrupted, how much time will you spend? Two hours. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I. Um, how about uh, maybe. Uh, 10 minutes? All right. I'm um, like 15. After a while, my, my feet start to go wow. numb. Well, no. Listen, I'm doing things like important things presently. Words with friends. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you've already finished your business, yet you linger for a while? Yeah, sometimes, just to make sure that it's... To it's save her. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to <laughs> save her. Okay. Put it I, in your, your mental bank. Well, the majority of TikTok commenters were skeptical. Uh, some claim she actually ripped off the idea from a South Park episode huh. on oh. the subject. But most people realize that eating while you're sitting on the toilet is not a good idea. No. Anyway. Agreed. All right. What's the story here? All right. We're all ready to go. We've got one guy on With the... everybody? Uh, yeah, everybody's here. Okay. All right. So we spoke to Jamie Kennedy about this film uh, not too long ago. Yeah. He's very uh, excited, as la- are we. Yeah. Last Call is out tomorrow in select theaters, by the way, and it's also available uh, via Amazon Movies, Apple TV, Google Play, YouTube, and Pay-Per-View. And it's cool because it's in our area. Uh, Darby Heights, yeah, mm-hmm. Upper Darby, <laughs> Clifton Heights, kind of put together. Um, who should I welcome first, Casey? What do you think? Let's go with the star of the movie. First. All right, star of the movie, please welcome. You know him from everything. Jeremy Piven is yeah. on. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning. How you guys doing, dude? We are great. Thanks for coming on. And then we are going to Lincoln as well, Casey. Yes, uh, he's the writer. Yeah, he's the writer and uh, Delco native. All right. Well, let's uh, welcome Greg Lingo. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Wonderful to have both of you guys on. Uh, Jeremy, so, number one, great to have you back in the Philly area, kind of. At least we'll watch you uh, in the Philly area filming. And had you spent any time in Delaware County before? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I hadn't, but... um... But I read the script and loved it and could tell how specific it was to the area and authentic. And But I hadn't been to the area. Well, the, we, we had Jamie Kennedy on, as, as was mentioned in the introduction. He is from the area, and uh, he he had a um, 
His take was that everything rang true, like it was very spot on. And we had mentioned to him that, uh, you know, Kate Winslet had shot something in the area and she was attempting to perfect what is called a, a Delco ac- accent dialect and had a, a hell of a time. You're 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 not tasked with that in this, but uh, you, you are supposed to be from the area. Did you employ anything uh, in your performance to sort of suggest that you're a, a native to the area? You know, I did everything that I could, and you guys check it out, and you tell me what you think. Okay. All right, all right. Well, well, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, a, a risk we're going to take. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, I think it helps that uh, that the, you know the, the writer and uh, Greg. I don't know if you were on set much, but uh, you know the writer is you know from the area. The director, this guy named Paolo, he's from yeah, the area yeah. as well. So he, he follows us on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I was I was on set. Uh, Almost every day, and Paolo, he went to West Catholic High School, so he, he got it, and he was able to kind of train up the guys best he could. Train so, uh, all right, uh, I'm, I'm curious, Greg, as the uh, as the writer, you know, coming up with Darby Heights, I don't know if you were, it was if it was more of an homage to Clifton Heights and Upper Darby, or if you just needed to or wanted to create a fictional place in Delaware County. What was it more of? Yeah, I mean, I think the story is Delaware County. The story is suburban Philadelphia, really any small town that's living in the shadows of a big town. That uh, kind of really, does, it's trying to find its own identity outside of a big, big city. Um, but it's not specifically Upper Darby okay. or Clifton. Right. It's just the, the feeling. Well, so I wanted to share something with you, Greg, that I thought was uh, one of the most Delco things uh, ever. And uh, last Friday, I went to uh, Gaetano's Pizza. And uh, and I shared a, a couple of pictures on Twitter about you know going to Gaetano's. And um, less than five or six hours later, uh, these two guys were going to fight. Okay, that, uh, because of my Twitter feed, because one guy said that Gaetano's is trash and Pika's is better, and these guys were literally going to fight over which pizza was better. Is that that's pretty damn Delco, don't you think? I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, there's your next movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the battle, the battle for that. Um, so, so the the, the thing is, uh, and we said this with Jamie. Uh, we're we're I, I'm perpetually drawn to stories like this where somebody goes away, comes back, perhaps has become a, a, you know Jeremy's character has become a little more full of himself, perhaps, or uh, and, and needs that that reminder of of the normalcy of the area he left. Uh, and and those things just always appeal. It's it, it, it's a common trope, but it always works. Is that something you've always loved in film as well, uh, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. And, and for me, it was it was my life. I you know I grew up my entire life trying to get get the heck out of here. And it wasn't really until I got out before I realized just how special it was and how these bonds. You know, I, I still like one of my the guys that helped me with the story I met in second grade. The other guy I met in fourth grade. So um, it's just amazing that these the bonds and camaraderie that's formed yeah. here in this area. It's, it's yeah. special. Jeremy, did you have a similar experience because you had um, uh, you know become a, a, a I guess a, a movie star at, at a fairly young age? Did you run into similar uh, situation with uh, where you grew up and, and, and coming back home? Yeah, I, I became a, a star at a very young age, uh, at thir- 37 years old. That's not true. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- thank, thank you for doing your research. Um, at, at 37 years old, uh, I won the Fresh Face of the Year Award. Oh, By the way, I, I had been acting for 30 years. Yeah. And that was the... You know, that was the breakthrough was Entourage. And so on paper, you know, I was a very much a late bloomer and 
from from the north side of Chicago, uh, technically in a suburb called Evanston, and it was, it was a great place. Grew up in the theater and um, love you know love my town as well. Um, and I'm always willing to go back. And that's that's kind of what this movie's about, um, among other things. It's you know that old cliche you can never go home, and and I think Mick was avoiding it for a long time and felt like if he did go back he would be stuck like the rest of them. And, um, you know, he's ultimately going to gentrify the neighborhood for his own profit and gain, but then comes to terms with what means most to him in this life. And that's kind of what the movie's about. And more than anything, it's it's a really funny movie, and we all need a good laugh right now. Absolutely. And and there's nothing, and I think we've all had that reality check, you know, because you grow up and, and, and some people move away. But even even if you're not moving across the country, maybe you're just moving to uh, another part of your general area. When you go back to that that uh, that formative place, um, these reality checks kind of help keep you in a, in a good place. So, um, and, and, and I'm sure, have you appreciated that through the years, Jeremy, when you go back to your friends uh, that are the old school friends and they kind of remind you who you are? Yeah, I mean, I, I always love to be... Uh, to be put in my place and anytime that someone you know tries to, to bring you down to, to their level it's it's humbling yeah but, well, listen listen i think you you end up you live long enough and you start to appreciate things that you were uh perhaps reticent to buy into throughout your life and and uh, and that's again why these these kind of films uh work so well so with the cast which is actually um you have some heavy hitters obviously uh, jeremy yourself but Bruce Dern uh, and uh, Taron Manning and Kathy Moriarty from Raging Bull. And, and so working with those uh, those guys had to be uh, very cool as well. In, in what is essentially a, a, an independent film and a quiet film, that, uh, did you get to spend a lot of time hanging with, for example, I'm sure Bruce Dern has a ton of stories. Yeah, he, he has a, a million stories and we... Loved hearing all of them, and we had a, we had a great time. He's a, he's a living legend, and um, we all just wanted to be around him. And he's really great in the movie, and uh, and I think it's, you know we're living in a time I don't know where you guys are at, but people are are getting back to theaters, and so tomorrow I think they're going to head out. And I don't know how many theaters they have it showing out there, but I have a feeling everyone's going to go out and support it. Well, speaking of getting back to theaters, Jeremy, I, I came and uh, saw your stand-up at Punchline a few years ago. Uh, I was lucky enough to actually give you a Claude Giroux jersey afterwards, which was a really cool moment. And um, Claude was uh, thrilled to be able to to give that to you on behalf of the organization. But I'm curious as to how stand-up is going and when you'll be hitting the road again to do some some live performances. Uh, it's been going really well. I'm, I'm doing shows all the time. I'm going to uh, stand-up live on April 8th for the weekend and. It just continues on. Yeah, I was at the punchline there, and we were doing a we were doing a fundraiser that night, you know, for to, to raise money for for this this kid that actually was paralyzed, and that was a, yeah. an amazing evening. Um, and people need to go, and they need to laugh right now. Yeah, that's why you know that's why we're going out there and doing it. And that's why we need a movie like this right now because there aren't a lot of comedies out. Believe it or not, this is one of them. Yeah, no, I, I again, uh, something with a little bit of humor that has this and, and the cast and the trailer looks great. I'm very much looking forward to seeing it. I wanted to ask you, uh, Greg, 
Um, so we're looking at the wall behind you, uh, a lot of, lot of uh, Philadelphia memorabilia. Where are you located currently? I'm, I'm in my basement right now. Okay. I'm huge Philly sports fan, though. Been here my whole life. Now, are you out in L.A.? Or are you currently, where, where are you, in the East Coast? No, I live I live in I live in Wayne, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, local. There you go. Uh, okay. I live in, can I come over later? Yes. <laughs> you you notice Greg shops, stopped short of giving you his street address. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get some pizza at Campus Corner afterwards, Greg? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that great pizza. Yes, <laughs> it's amusing to the thought, yeah, that's a, what the a thought of getting lunch is. with you. Yeah, that ended that, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. boy, yeah. I, I like pizza too. All right, well, listen, guys, we're excited that uh, it's it's it looks like a movie that's going to feel good to watch, and we're, we're a little bit, you know, uh, ownership of it because it's in our area. Yes. so we're excited we're that this movie's coming out, and you got a name like Jeremy. Uh, starring this because it's you know you're such a great talent and we, we love everything you do so this is out tomorrow in select theaters you can check online and find out exactly where but also amazon movies apple tv google play youtube pay-per-view as well so it's called last call make sure that you do see it jeremy great to talk to you again and really nice to meet you as well greg good luck with everything guys thanks guys yep thank you guys so much man take care A- anytime take yeah. care all right jeremy piven and Greg Lingo and uh, man, I wish we had a better phone line for Jeremy yeah. there. But you know what? It's what it is. Yeah, you get. That. Oddly enough, though, the guy in Wayne sounded really good. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, we, we can do more zooms in the days ahead because oh. the, the zoom with Zach was great. The zoom with um, with Greg just now was really good, and the zoom with Jay Wright yesterday sounded fantastic. You know, so. we need Preston. We need the theme from Zoom. I was thinking the We're same thing as you said Zoom, zoom like zoom. three times. Yeah. I'm like, I want to zoom, 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 zoom. We do have that. Don't we do, we do. I got right. so every Casey's time we do a Zoom out. interview, mm-hmm. that has to play. I love that show. When I, I was do a too. Kid. I don't yeah. remember that show. Was it uh, before my time? I think it was before your time. It's a- <laughs> it's out of Boston. Yeah. I still remember, if you wanted to send a letter to him, it's 350-Boston, Mass. Oh, two, one, three, four. <laughs> send it to Zoom. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> now they Amazing actually... how stuff like that will stick in your head for your entire life. What's that, Kathy? Was it, it was uh, kids, right? It was, yes. It, like, it wasn't a cartoon, correct? No, it was live action, and it was kids. Yeah, I and remember they, it. Uh, and they would they would go and, and interview, uh, you know, like they'd show, uh, Let's go to the dairy farm, and you know, and they'll yeah, do the, a... the little film. And the uh, fun fact: one of those kids grew up to be the Unabomber. Oh wow! Know. It was I didn't Ted know that. Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski was was one of the, one of the Zoom yeah. kids. He's the one who gave you the address in Boston. <laughs> I, uh, huh. uh, that was him. Yeah, I had no remember idea. The, remember such... the one with the, he had the hoodie always on, like a thick oh, beard. Yeah, yeah, he had fun. And he, he would come out of like a shed, right? <laughs> and he, then there was uh, the girl that did the arm thing. She, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Remember that? No, you don't remember that, Casey. But he was standing. I was wondering who the guy was. The guy in the back in the hoodie with the thick beard. It was standing next to her. Wow. Okay, interesting. All right, well, we had a couple of minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, We had more than a couple. I have some things that I think we could talk about. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, these are things I noticed. Oh, yeah. I did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the notice and no one knew he was coming and he's here. Please stand behind the red velvet rope. (laughs) Notice has gotten famous. Keep them away from me, please. Uh, So, all right, dating.com. Yes, I'm on it all the time. <laughs> Decided to survey its members to discover their body type preferences. Okay. 
when looking for a partner as well as how they are preparing their summer body to attract singles. And the results may come as a bit of a surprise. Nearly 75% of singles shared that they are a fan of the dad bod. I I am a firm believer that this is one of the great hoaxes being perpetrated right now. I think it's just because there's not anything else out there. Like, you have to be a fan of it. So the notion that all of these, like, super hot... I do not like. I like the dad bod. Really, mm-hmm. really. Well, then let's make your dream come true. Mm-hmm. Let's get you a dad bod. All right. I, so I'm skeptical too, Steve. But I, I have. I I'm, think there's a kernel of truth in this. It's not that I'm not happy about it, but but still, yeah. It's it to me. It's like the thing when every one of the Victoria's Secret models in their, you know, holiday specials. I was a tomboy growing up. <laughs> you were not. Well, and also, I think the dad bod is not some like big fat slop it's just an average person let Mm -hmm. me ask you guys and be honest do i have and and be honest and 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 i'm I'm asking for it do i have a dad bod no or am i fat you're not fat and you're you're not fat you were fat yeah i'm still i don't think you have a dad bod i don't think you are what is described as a dad bod. listen i'm gonna be taking you for your school clothes (laughs) And I think <laughs> you're what I describe um, as stock. I'll go to Husky. You're, yeah. you're, you're still Husky. You're yeah. still a smidge overweight. Yeah. Well, um, listen, my BMI is is puts me in that uh, obese obese where I can get that uh, that vaccine now. You okay. know, because I have a, of how I have fat a dad I am. Bod. You have a dad. Bod. Yeah. My, my, Nick's got yes. a dad bod. Do I have a dad bod? Uh, yours is mm. better than my body. No, you have... you're no. I don't think so. You're really you're, you're lean like, and you're lanky. Thin. Yeah. See, I think I'm cream and cranky. <laughs> I, don't know. I think it's just like it's just a, a teeny it's not even overweight i don't yeah. even want to call yeah. it overweight it's just it's, it's, it's just not you don't have a six-pack right, right. i think an actual puppy. dad bod is a little soft i think with right. like, like that's a, a good term kathy, kathy didn't say like um you know like like a, like morbidly obese or just right. a, yeah. and i think what happens is the understanding, I think the lie that we're hearing from the people who perpetrate this is that it is it, it sort of generates a paternal attraction. Right. Okay. There's um yeah. so you spend a little time on the beach at the same beach, you you tend to see the same people. Right. And there's a family uh that we call the fit family. And it's ridiculous mm-hmm. because there it is a straight up mom and dad, right? Because they have yeah. and they have several kids and they both have like six pack abs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and they are the absolute anomaly. Yeah. Uh, last year I was in Avalon at the, um, Oh, you're at the Icona at the Icona and at, at the, uh, the pool, there was, I think it was a father son duo and the son had to have been in his twenties. So the father was, you know, in his fifties, at least they both had rock hard six, six pack abs. And I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm like, man, I think well, they're ju- I think they're juicing. Yeah. I think oh, they were okay, juicing. okay. So here may I jump in here quickly? Yeah. It's funny you should bring this up. Because um there's a documentary I watched about this very thing, about the phenomenon of the people that we see when Chris Evans comes out of the of the uh, Captain uh, America, the 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 uh, pod there that transforms yeah. him that injects the super serum and all of these things and they have these guys, these workout experts who are going through all of it. <laughs> and and the guy's point is you don't realize how ephemeral that look is. Like, so we are taught to believe that is a constant. That, you know that that you. Oh yeah. Right. That that yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that 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 no. that hits for like three weeks of filming, and then and then you you know you saw it. So 
and they go they talk to all these training guys and also all of these fad training systems that are full of crap and and the guy posits the notion that the amount of people who are being really injured and are going into diets that are really damaging their bodies is extensive and tremendous all in pursuit of a of a thor body but i tell you what though rob McElhenney has hung on to that Dude, he's he's still looking good. He's yeah. cut up. Yeah, yeah. And, and every time we've seen him in person, too. So but his looks real. Like he doesn't look like he juices. I don't think. Right. Well, you don't have to. Well, and then in the documentary, they explain the different ways they're not technically juicing. Okay. And, right. And right, what right, they're right, doing right. that is um, supplements, supplements, and, and, and things, and nutrition, and, and and that may not be an injection, but maybe pills. Hey, Case, it's funny that you have the Fit Family because we had steroid mom and dad. <laughs> And then we had steroid mom and dad's kids. <laughs> See, we were a little bit nicer. <laughs> but, like, I remember I told you when I, a couple of years ago I, I dropped a dramatic amount of weight. And the reason I did it was because I had seen uh, Chris Pratt, you know, yeah, yeah. Star-Lord. Uh, and he was on Ellen DeGeneres and he was had his shirt off. Now, yeah. he whipped himself. He used to be having more than a dad body. He was overweight. And he tra- and so they, they cut him up real good for it. And, and she goes, how about this? And he goes, yeah. He goes, see that look on my face? You know yeah. what that is? He goes... Hunger. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, that's what it is. And, I, and yeah. it dawned on me, I'm like, if I want some definition in that area, I just have to starve myself. That's all I got to do. It was very fun. Uh, so, oh, by the but, way. But the point he's trying to make is when you go to that length, you're not necessarily a happy individual. You're not necessarily living a, a great life. You look great, and maybe you feel pretty good all the time. But... You know in the Wolverine the Wolverine, where he has oh. the fight with the... Um, with the Japanese samurai, mm-hmm. and he's at, he's just come off the surgical, and and you see what that involves leading up to. And they, they talk about this in the movie. That's about three days of drinking no water, right? So he, so that his skin is laying it's directly on the muscle. on everything. Yep, and he is as weak as you could possibly be. Right. So it's an unreal expectation. That sounds awful. Yeah, it does. Dumb. You know, just who wants that? Uh, you know, but I mean, you get to look good for a little bit in uh, in Parks and Rec, which uh, you know Chris Pratt was still on while filming Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, that happened over you know at the end of one season before the next, and the the way that they explained the dramatic weight loss was that he had just stopped drinking beer, and they couldn't believe that that was like. The only thing that contributed to him getting that fat. Wow! And I remember watching that. And I was like, "Well, maybe if I stop drinking beer entirely, I'll I'll, get, I'll, I'll turn into Chris Pratt thin." Also, yeah, not true. They, remember, then you started doubling up on your wine. Yes, yeah. That's yeah. Wine. turns out <laughs> you also have to stop eating peanut M and M's. So let me get you some other stats from Dating. dot com. So even though dad bods were a highly ranked preference, more than twenty percent of those surveyed also shared that. Body type doesn't matter when it comes to finding a partner. Uh-huh. Uh, they prefer to focus on personality uh-huh. over looks. You don't buy that at all. Well, that's the initial. <laughs> so I'll tell you this. <laughs> uh, like I physically was not my wife's type at all when she when we met each other and, and she was not mine. And then we became each other's types. And, and that's part of the deal. So I do believe that on some level. I think it's important to look past what you maybe have been into yeah, in there's the an past. initial attraction, right? There's an, but there are initial things that are that you key on, and then you realize, hey, maybe life is a life is like a box of chocolates, Preston. Well, there are definitely people that over time become more attractive. Yes, there are definitely people over time that become less attractive right. to you, even though they haven't changed physically at yeah, all. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. and that probably has part to do with their personality. Yeah. And- oh, yeah. People's like, tastes change too. You know, so I think the the older, especially women, get and they recognize. I don't need to date the dude with the six pack because he's probably 
vain. Yeah. You know, and that's not something I'm not wants. happy because he's hungry. Well, yeah. I mean, if he's starving he's so himself hungry. all the time and, and not drinking any water for three days, he's going to be kind of a jerk. Uh, only 15% of Dayton.com members shared that they prefer a, quote, Barbie or Ken-like body type when it comes to a person of their desired gender. Uh, out of those surveyed who believe they have a dad bod, 45% of them shared that they like to put hashtag dad bod in their bios because oh, they man. are proud of their physiques. Cool. Uh, more than 70% of singles reported uh, that they have started working out and going to the gym more in the last couple of months to get in shape for the summer. I definitely do that when, when it's starting, when it gets well, towards you, spring. I'm you like, want to okay. tweak a little. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my kids are young, and I want to stress to them the importance of being in shape rather than getting in shape because I am. Because it's harder. Always yes. trying to get in yeah. shape. And I feel like it's probably easier to maintain being in shape than getting in shape. It is. Okay. I definitely is. Yeah. Uh, as long as you don't fall into the hole yeah. of of heading down, you know, decadent lifestyle, but it is easier to maintain than yeah. it is to achieve. And that does. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, being skinny because that doesn't necessarily mean that. You know what I mean? Because you know, I I just want you know my children to have a positive body image. Yeah. You know, yep. and a healthy lifestyle. And healthy That's, lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. By the way, confidence is key when it comes to dating, both online and in person. Being confident in yourself will attract potential partners regardless of their preferred body type in a partner. And the Dating.com experts have compiled a some tips for boosting your confidence. Ooh, I like this. Oh, I, need, I, always, okay. uh, I, I need to hear this. Because this is both you're confident, though, during Ken. virtual and in-person dates. This okay. is not for you? No. Okay. I'll tell you a story. Right. Tell, tell me the tips. Okay, so... Uh, Have a, big genitals. No. Do a workout. Before uh, before getting ready for your date, do a quick workout to help release uh, those nervous pre-date jitters. Exercising will also help you feel more confident in the way you look. Probably get a little endorphin rush, too. Sure. You know? Rub one out. Uh, well, that's from the, something about Mary. Something that about was, Mary. I think that, I think I that, that, that is a viable yeah. thing to do. I have, I, I have Kathy, done that. Kathy, are you aware the guys do that? Before a date? Right yeah. before you go out on a date. Sometimes before the show. You clean the pipes, yeah. or right before the show. Sometimes on your seat, and the, you know, uh, <laughs> and and therefore it uh, two things. Number one, as as the movie points yeah. out, you're, you're not constantly thinking about sex, right? And if you do happen to get lucky that night, you might have a little extra stamina because you already got one out of the way. Just make sure you don't do it too close to the date, because then if you there's a if 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 it doesn't happen during sex, then you make it feel like it's the woman's fault. Right, uh-huh. you got to time it out. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. you got to well, time it. That's out. why you always date with an egg You're timer. Like- All right, here's another here's another confidence builder. Pick out a nice outfit. Mm. Okay. Get dressed. Right, these are these are stupid. Yeah. These, are, these tips are dumb. Uh, I thought it was something. In real. your favorite shirt yeah. or dress. Don't when keep you, cat turds in your pockets. <laughs> when you look good, you feel good. <laughs> and you can throw your favorite hoodie back on after the date. Okay, here's another one, Kathy. Play your favorite music. Oh, okay, thanks for the tips. Damn, I feel like a woman. <laughs> Are you ready, girls? Uh, turning out your thoughts with. Let's go, ready, girls. Uh, with some of your favorite music in order to help you uh, distract from your anxiety, will help boost your mood. And then. Have a glass of your favorite wine. Oh, this is you every oh night. Oh, God, I'm so glad I yeah. got these tips. 
pass on to my friend. She's like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm hanging up on you now. All right. So these are stupid. Yes. But okay. Did you want to tell us a story? So do you remember, I think it was before Christmas, uh, Casey and I both had single friends and we were trying, we were like, oh, we want to hook up with somebody. I think Casey's ended in like a date. And so mine um, is still sort of ongoing. They haven't yet connected, but we're still trying. He seems like a really great guy. He like, you know, of course we've like stalked him on uh, social media right. and all that kind of stuff. But apparently he has pretty, oh man, well, whatever, I guess I hope I'm not ruining it, but yeah. he has pretty low self-esteem apparently about, oh. about dating. Okay. I don't think necessarily about himself or I don't know, maybe, maybe that's a part of it too, okay. but about dating. So he is hesitant to reach out to her. He wants her to reach out to him. No, that's going right. right? to... I know. No, that, I'm like, that no, doesn't just... Work. I go, just message her on yeah. Instagram. Like, I can, we connected them yeah. on Instagram. And she messaged me. She's like, oh, wow, that wasn't obvious. I was like, I wasn't trying to be under the radar. Yes, I made it obvious. Now yeah. you guys are connected. Follow each other. And he should send her a message. Yeah, that's a tough one. So he's, he's got self-esteem or, or lack of... Uh, co- or uh, fear of rejection, probably. I mean, I suffered I from that big time uh, uh, early in my dating years, and, and I would never ask people out because I was terrified of being turned down and, and then going into a depression or, you know, I just felt scorned. For Once you get past that, it, and if you can get past that, yeah. that's why what I started doing was I started, and letting everyone know, I was dating a couple of people, you know, and, and yeah. I was not, and everyone knew, I was very, I was like, I'm, I'm, we're just going out and seeing different people and that, and that was fine. Yeah. Once you do that and realize, okay, Every, how, the rest of the world, uh, maybe a scant few, have never had a situation where they've been turned down, mm-hmm. where they're not someone's type, or they. But you're you're none the worse for trying, and right. every time you make the effort, your game gets better. But it's hard, man. It's difficult to get past that because there's there's a fear uh, and and in that, and and also if you do get past that and you do manage to go out on a date with somebody, then that type of personality, a lot of times, because I know I used to be this way. Yeah, you're you're hyper focused on all the wrong things you're doing. Right. And, and how is this going to be taken? I don't know what to say. I might say the wrong thing here. I'm going to mess this I up. I got a gun. Listen, yeah. and I have never... This would be said, great. I got a gun. I got a gun. I've what? Never, I've never I spoken to this guy, so I don't... All I know is the information that I'm getting from someone else who does know him, but I'm like, what's the problem? You're good looking. Like, you have a good job. You... He, travels like he does all these activities i'm like she loves to travel she loves activities just to that point that yes guys just know that women hate that that you know you you that aloof thing women know that guys hate that aloof thing if you have some sort of chemistry call each other you're not surrendering a position of power it's not a battle you're both trying to you know get a relationship going don't worry about that crap there's so much there's such a big thing placed on who's going to make the first move because i want i want a superior position in this dynamic well and also it's a waste we, i'm i'm not setting you up to get married yeah. tomorrow like right. just like i right. keep saying to to my friend it. you're just does have coffee yeah. or, or or a little Zoom meeting. And listen, if you... Zoom, a Zoom, a Zoom. You guys don't like each other? Great. Yeah. No no big deal. I'm not saying, hey, let's get married. Right. I had a friend who completely shifted his mindset when it came to dating because he used to put way too much pressure on the date itself, on the possible relationship that would come afterwards. He would go into a date thinking, maybe I'm going to marry this person, right? So he shifted no. it entirely and he made it about just meeting people and having some fun. Ah. And he went out and he had great times with people even if it never went anywhere. He just got yeah. to know people a little bit and it's like all right maybe this person is a second or a third date and if it wasn't so the hell what you know just yeah, enjoy the maybe time you have a new friend exactly yeah so you don't necessarily have to end up thinking about maybe 
even the second or third date or marriage or whatever, just go out and meet people. Have That's a, good a time. great idea. That takes all the pressure off. Exactly. You. And you just go out and, you know, que sera, sera. Yeah, and he exactly. went on a ton of dates, had a really nice time, and then eventually met a woman that he wanted to go out with more, and, and now they're married and have four kids. You know, so, like, wow. you just have to... Lower your expectations expectations on the date itself. Yep. But it's hard to get back that if you, if you have very little confidence. So and dad put about. on your favorite outfit, do an outfit, <laughs> put on some music. Get yeah. your favorite wine. A little drink and mm-hmm. make, do a little workout. Do some sit-ups. And and young and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We got to take a break. That's all. I only noticed one thing today. Oh, That's man. it. That's all you get. That means we can do the notes here again tomorrow if we want to. <laughs> uh, oh, here it is. Oh, we're going to. What? Well, I didn't oh, have the music. music. Okay. Now Thank I you. do. Yeah. And now it's gone. Mr. <laughs> okay. I wanted my. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I noticed the noticer. The music's back up. Goodbye, noticer. (laughs) Bye bye, Mr. Announcer. Bye. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Bizarre File is on the way next. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com. Our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at radio.com. I would like to share these stories with you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by the U.S. Digestive Health. Colonoscopy. It beats cancer. Just schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at usdigestivehealth.com. All right. 21-year-old man died Monday night after he fell off an air mattress that he and a friend were using to float down the Weblo Creek in Missouri. Deputies responded to a report of an unresponsive person who had fallen off a raft and into the water. When they arrived, they found Bradley Dill, 21 years old, lying on a creek bank. Uh, He was pronounced dead en route to the hospital. Now, investigators determined that Dill drowned after he and a friend tied themselves together at the wrists and got on an air mattress to float down the creek. What What the hell was that about? <laughs> standard Missouri yeah. Uh, yeah. activity here. So so were they using a standard, like, air mattress yeah. for a home? Like when you'd sleep on Yeah. It, I believe. Uh, Bradley had suggested wanting to go see the rapids on the other side of the bridge, and when they arrived, the air mattress came out from beneath Bradley, and he fell into the water. Let's be safe about this. Let's tie our wrists together. What the heck? You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's tie our necks together. Yeah. Dill's friend, who was not identified, managed to get him out of the creek's heavy current. And since we're on a raft, let's dress like Edward Scissorhands. And on to the bank where he called for help. But the guy didn't make it. That's terrible news. But, dude, you're doing something stupid. And he was named Dill. Yeah. A girl got stuck in a claw machine in northern China after she climbed inside to get her hands on, on the prizes inside. How soon before they do away with these things? We have stories every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the video captured shows a girl in a black dress climbing to a claw machine through the pickup hole. Uh, after she grabbed a doll, she was trying to climb back out but couldn't manage it. Our friend informed their parents and the workers at the arcade game center uh, were called to the site to open the claw machine door to free the girl. <laughs> well, she got in. Yeah. I guess maybe the angle is such that when you're... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you panic or maybe you eat a lot while you're in there and you put on weight. I still love the first time we ever had a story like this. And <laughs> it was a young boy who got in. And yeah. Oh, boy. Michael Jackson needed a quarter terribly well, bad. Well, where's this game been all my life? <laughs> the video is provided by local media with permission. Uh, all right. This one you can blame on the dog. Sturgeon Bay Police in Wisconsin say officers responded Wednesday uh, to an art museum 
where a Jeep had crashed into the building. The vehicle's owner told police that he had parked it at a gas station while he went across the street to the bakery. And when he returned, he saw the vehicle had crashed into the museum. The owner said his five-year-old Australian shepherd, Callie, had apparently knocked the shifter out of park and the vehicle just rolled into the building. Uh, The museum posted about the incident on Facebook, writing, It's not every day that a dog drives a Jeep across traffic right into your business. Uh, Police say no one was injured in the crash. All right, now I've never heard of this before. The controversial practice of trapping birds on glue-covered twigs cannot be allowed even as a tradition in the European court of uh, that the European Court of Justice has ruled. That seems kind of cruel. I know that's terrible. French hunters were told to suspend glue trapping last summer. Conservationists have condemned the practice as barbaric. We put the glue on their branches and then it sticks to the birdies' honeys. The <laughs> The court said the fact that a method of hunting was traditional did not mean another solution should not be used. We also go bear hunting the same way. Uh, Glue trapping in recent years has been confined to areas of southeastern France after Spain banned banned the practice of coating sticks in lime. Oh, that seems that's that's a cheap way to. Bird hunt. Uh, French hunters argued that it only harmed particular species such as thrushes and songbirds. Mm. France's League for the Protection of Birds then challenged a practice known as chasse à la glue mm. at the uh, <laughs> European Court in Luxembourg. Did I say that correctly, Nick? Probably. All right. <laughs> uh, arguing that it harmed not just songbirds but other birds too. This court is out of order. In its decision on Wednesday, the court said no EU country could allow a method of hunting birds that led to unintentional capture of birds by catch where that by catch is likely to cause harm other than negligible harm to the species concerned. By catch. By catch. Uh, Well, that's what happens with the lanternflies. The people putting the sticky tape around the uh, trees. They're catching some smaller birds yeah. that were sticking yep. to it. And yep. praying mantis. And praying mantis. Can happen. And yep. automobiles. A man remains behind bars after police say he robbed a woman while armed with a crossbow. Carlton Staples is charged with armed robbery and possession of cocaine. The incident happened outside the Polynesian Hotel. Uh, police allege uh, Staples exited a dark SUV with a crossbow in his hand and began walking toward the victim. Hey, buddy, where are you going with that crossbow? Uh, Staples then tossed the crossbow to the ground, grabbed the victim's purse, and stole $800 inside. Aha! Uh, Staples was later arrested at the gas station. Police say they found a baggie in his pocket containing a white powdery substance, oh. which tested positive for cocaine. So I guess his method of protecting his cocaine is with a crossbow. I don't know. I had a crossbow years ago. Yeah, and, they uh, look like they'd be a lot of fun. They are fun for for target practice, though. They're uh, or just general archery. A regular, like a compound bow, much more fun. All right, and then one last story. We will end with this one. You never hear of this. A lar- a barge, a large barge, <laughs> ran aground Monday in Gig Harbor, hitting a waterfront home. So your her house gets hit by a barge. barge. Yeah, Coast Guard officials said the captain of the tugboat, Island Chief. Fell asleep at the helm. Uh, the tug did not run aground, but the barge, named Island Chase, did. And oh, it scra- scraped the house. Uh, the tug was heading southbound at the time, and the barge was empty. The general manager of Island Tug and Barge Company said his four-person crew was able to scramble into action and pull the barge off the beach to prevent more damage. Oh, man. The company is working with the homeowner to get the damage repaired as quickly as possible. 
I've never heard of that. A barge, a barge. In a house. Yeah. And that is what we have in the bizarre file for you right now. I saw, I think it was on the Discovery Channel, and they had this weird phenomenon that had taken place, Preston. It was on a lake, and the lake had, the way the freezing was occurring on the water, it was blowing yeah. ice. Did you, have you seen that footage? Yeah. Where yeah. It, it looks like a, a wall of ice moving towards this house, and it, and it just crushes into it. Yeah, it's and there's nuts. nothing they can do. It happens every now and then. Yeah. It's it's this weird phenomenon, yeah, um, but it's it's creepy looking it's otherworldly looking and the homeowners are standing like well they're screwed that's it do? yeah all right we're gonna break we're gonna come back when we return we shall see if you know what's going on on the show today we're gonna ask a lesson question give away a prize in conjunction with that trash and music news as well they're on the way Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And, uh, see a few more things to do before we're done for today. So I'd like to reward you for being a uh, listener of the program tomorrow, uh, this morning. We're going to be doing the lesson question and giving away a home run package for... All that rage, a new rage room located at the Bates Motel Escape Room facility in Westchester. Question, uh, let's not make you work too hard. We'll just go from a little while ago, less than an hour ago. Um, when going out on a date, Steve advises you definitely should not keep what in your pockets. 215-263-WMMR. When going out on a date, Steve advises you to definitely not keep what in your pockets all right if you know the answer you should call right now while you're calling we're going to do this the trash business is a gold mine 93.3 wmmr with preston and steve's hollywood trash and it is brought to you this morning by royal farms real fresh real fast start each morning with a hot fresh cup royal farms coffee it's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. What's happening, Steve? Well, Punky Booster herself, Soleil Moon Fry, revealing Charlie Sheen was her first consensual sexual experience. Soleil says that not soon after was the first time she ever needed penicillin. So oh, that's- yay! <laughs> Tiger Woods is back home and recovering very well after undergoing surgery following a car crash. Wood says there are some lingering issues from the wreck, noting that instead of farting, he now honks. Oh, my God. (laughs) And finally, in a recent interview, Prince Jackson revealing that his father, Michael Jackson, gave him some very useful nuggets of wisdom. Princess Michael told him that if you teach a man to fish, then when he goes fishing, you can watch his 10-year-old son. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if somebody has the answer to this question this morning. Uh, And it is as follows. When going out on a date, Steve advises you definitely should not keep what in your pockets. 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Mark. Let's see if he knows. Hey, Mark, good morning. Good morning, bitches. All right, bitch. What should you not keep in your pockets? Cat turds. Cat turds, yeah. Hang on, Mark. Good answer. We're going to give you a home run package for all that rage, which is the new rage room located at the Bates Motel Escape Room Facility in Westchester, PA. Your package includes a 15-minute session with over 20 breakable items. Safety equipment is included and COVID-19 protocols are in place. Visit allthatrage.com to book your visit and for complete details. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. 
Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. 21 point AC tune up for only $59 at Horizon Services. Dot com. I have just a couple of things, and that's it for you today. Um, Tom DeLong has partnered with Reverb to sell his Blink-182 and Angels and Airwaves gear. By the way, uh, Chuck D'Amico turned me on to this website, Reverb, a couple of years ago. And I, I, it, I haven't really been buying any musical equipment in a long time. So it's it's used? It's used musical musical equipment. It is a great site. It's really? like it's eBay for musical equipment. Okay. And you find great stuff on there. Uh so if you're a musician because they can be expensive. You're not familiar with reverb, you want to take a look at it. So according to Consequence of Sound, he will be selling over one hundred items, including synthesizers, keyboards, pedals, road cases, and amps that Blink-182 toured with beginning no, in 2000. No glockage feels? No glockage. Well, I don't know. It didn't say. Uh, the official Tom DeLong Reverb Shop goes live on March 24th. Papa Roach will be hosting a free streaming event on Friday. The band will be releasing The Greatest Hits Volume 2, B- The Better Noise Years, uh, this Friday, and will be holding the online event uh, to mark the occasion. Uh, the broadcast, hosted by Allison Hagendorf, Hagendorf. Hagendorf. Will be available on the band's Hagendorf! media channels at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Green Day celebrating the 25th anniversary of their Insomniac album. And they have a special treat for fans. The band will release a 25th anniversary limited edition translucent orange vinyl double LP. Plus an additional LP with eight rare or never previously released live tracks, including versions of Geek, Geek Stink Breath, Stuck <laughs> With Me, and Brain Stew. In addition, the remastered set includes the cover art by uh, artist Winston Smith, printed on prismatic silver foil, and it features all live tracks from the Prague show of the Insomniac World Tour which was in March of 1996. The 25th anniversary of Insomniac actually will arrive tomorrow. I think if I had had a little girl uh, in my life, I would have named her Geek Stink Breath. Yeah. Geek Stink Breath. It's a pretty name. It's cute. And then one last thing. Hearts, Ann Wilson, has opened up about her struggles with body shaming as a singer in the band during the 1980s when female artists were encouraged to be quality musicians and have a model-esque look. Like her sister. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, during an appearance on the latest episode of Mind Wide Open, uh, hosted by Chris Cornell's daughter, Lily Cornell Silver, by the way, and said in the 1980s, that may have been the lowest of the low in terms of female acceptance that I've ever lived through. Uh, it was when the lowest premium was put out on female naturalness ever. At first... It was pretty fun to get all dressed up and have big, huge hair and the makeup because it was theater, but it became the expectation. Anne also recounted an experience where she felt weighted down by public opinions and criticism. She said, we were at an airport, and I read this review from the night before that really just landed on me. It didn't even mention that I sang. I had to go find a restroom and get into a stall and just chill because I was going to go crazy. I couldn't take all that personal criticism on a huge public scale. When it chilled out, I finally came out. I was okay. But that kind of thing started happening, which led me uh, having stage fright, she said. Oh, man. Uh, like, I don't even want to go out there anymore, she had uh, realized. And added that she's, she's uh, made changes for her mental health through therapy and meditation, and she is doing better now. I just remember this video. This one goes out to Kathy. <laughs> 
And as a young boy growing into a young man, yeah. this video was like super sexy for me. It was like tons of cleavage and, you know, and yeah. so. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing. Learning man. now that she was basically forced into that. Uh, well, but, but, you know, it, it was like in this video in particular, Nancy sings lead on this mm-hmm. as an Ann, And so yeah. it's mainly focused on her. And they show her a lot, yeah. and a lot less of Ann. And, and, and uh, Nancy was thin and sexy and all yeah. that. So they kind of, you know, pushed her sexiness a lot more. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of missteps, but, it, but, but the music's great. Anne's voice is yeah. insanely powerful. One of the one of the strongest female rock voices ever. And they've, they've always been a great band. Can't Absolutely. take that away from them. Yep. All right, there you go. That's Music News. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. Wrap it up. Letter of the Day for Word of the Week prize. we got 500 bucks to give away, and we're giving that away tomorrow. So do not miss out on this letter. Returning shortly. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. On uh, Thursday morning, we're getting ready to wrap up today's radio program. Uh, Reminder, weather-wise, rainy today. Uh, Supposed to be picking up in in intensity fairly soon, and it's going to go all day long. Uh, Temperatures, though, around 51, so a little bit on the mild side if you do happen to be outside. 46 tomorrow, partly cloudy and windy, and then the weekend looks pretty solid for uh, Saturday, 56 and sunny, and Sunday, 60 degrees and sunny. Well, you know what today is perfect for? Staying inside and watching a four-hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, is out today on HBO Max, and we had Zack Snyder on. Snyder Cut, Zack Snyder, the man... And I'd forgotten when he mentioned, you know, he was doing a thing with 300. I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. He directed that, too. Yeah. And Watchmen and all these great movies. He referred to himself as a friend of the show. He did. We he did. didn't say that about him. I know. I've never said those words. I you know. need to understand how, that. how big Zack Snyder is, and yep. he's our buddy. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So best that friend. was... Really cool. What? Our best friend. Our best friend. Best friends. Not like Bradley Cooper best no. friend. <clears throat> no. Well, no, this is like real best friend. Real best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a fictitious thing that we hold in our minds <laughs> to make <laughs> us feel like we're remotely valid. Also, thank you to Jeremy Piven. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Bad phone line, but we got to talk to him for a little bit. And uh, Greg Lingo. Greg Lingo is the um, writer of this film, uh, Last Call, and it's in theaters and streaming tomorrow, and Jeremy Piven stars in it. It takes place in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Greg called us all the way from Wayne. Uh, yes, yeah. he was. He was. But uh, it's a um, it's a fictional area called Darby Heights, <laughs> and it's a cross between Chester Heights and, and uh, Upper Darby. Um, but it uh, looks like a good movie. It does. Yeah, so. Clifton Heights. Uh, I'm sorry, Clifton Heights. What did I say? You said Chester Heights, but there is a Chester Heights. Yeah. So. Yeah. Clifton Arby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyhow, I thank those guys for being on the show today. And Pierre is in the studio. Hey, dude. So, Did you get a little what? that conversation with, uh, the movie guy. Yeah. The Justice League of America guy. Zack Snyder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't I know who he is, but, yeah. um, I, I trust that you do. Kathy, it was hard for the guys to get a word in edgewise, <laughs> though. <laughs> was the, was one of, I'm going... Kathy, I mean, let the other guys ask a question. What I do mean, you want me to do? I'm not well, going to jump no, in. If I, I don't, they have they have plenty to say. I'm not going to jump in and ask some stupid question that nobody's going to be interested when in. When you wanted to know the detail of the fabric of the costumes, <laughs> I found that, you know, maybe you could let Steve ask a question at that point. Get, let me get something in sideways. Yeah. Just something. Yeah, just a wedge um, in there. But listening to you, Steve Morrison, yeah. it was like it was like it reminded me of... 
of a of my DC fandom and comic book when I was a kid. Yeah, because you were you you were a young child <laughs> absorbed yeah. by the fact that you're in the presence of the creator of that universe. He's he's giving Preston me, too, but yeah. not as much as you. Well, I'm a cra- I'm alone. I mean, it was just like oh my god. <laughs> he's given he's given me my favorite screen version of Superman and my favorite screen version of Batman. I mean, and and so uh, it's it's amazing, and and he really plays to the fanboy stuff. He plays to that that imagery that just makes makes you go crazy. Now we have the great Matt Reeves is working on the uh, wrapped up the Batman with Rob Pattinson. That looks like the thing about all this stuff is it can be told by multiple people. It's very malleable, and and in all the different ways from the Michael Keaton to the uh, to the Dark Knight, uh, Christopher Nolan stuff. To all, it's all different takes on it that are right. that are great. You know, there's it, you can keep revisiting it and loving it. I uh, know. I mean, um, I, I watched Justice League of America, but you kept saying find the director's cut, and I couldn't find it. Uh, is that what this is well, that's this going is, to be released, or is this something different? No, what different? Steve was referring to is Batman v Superman and the, oh. uh, the director's cut of that. This it, is a wholly different thing. Yeah. Uh, this is Justice League, but all of this uh, stuff that was supposed to have been in the first film but was not included and it's more than that it's it's even more than that who's the guy with the hammerhead shark head who's that That guy? is a steppenwolf okay he's a bad guy right he's a bad guy okay but there's a much worse guy named dark side okay who's his boss because in this uh in justice league is where batman goes around putting everyone together right yes uh, at played by uh what's his name a uh, ben affleck yeah and so they assemble. I'm right on top of this. Yeah, well, no, there's a point. And I love the comics, though, but I can't. They're great. But they, that's where they bring Superman back to life. Uh, did did the gentleman you have on, was he the director of the Superman? Where he directed Superman Man dies? of Steel. He directed uh, Batman uh, v Superman, John, Dawn of Justice. And there are portions of what he directed in the Justice League, the, the theatrical version. Okay, because I was confused at the end of when Superman died in Man of Steel, then, I guess that was. No, he died at the end of Batman v Superman. Oh, dear. By the way, you inadvertently just came up with the Philly version of the Justice League, John of Dustice. Yeah, John of Dustice. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who said that? Steve. He did? Yeah. He never says things like that. Well, he just did. Wow, that's amazing. Let's go to the footage. John yeah. of Dustice. John. That sounds like something I would say. But um, at the end, when, when they lower the coffin into the ground, like little um, plants are coming up. Mm-hmm. So no, we sort of know pebbles. that he's sort of not like going to die or something. Right, as evidenced by the next movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just loved hearing your guys' oh, cool. reaction. Oh, awesome. To it. I, and 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 the guy clearly loved being on with you. Yeah. Zach, I mean, what's the guy? I'm so sorry. I don't Zach know. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. And yeah. he's famous, right? He's very famous. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, uh, for, for a type of film genre he is. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah, I think he, he did, or at least it's my all-time favorite uh, superhero movie, which is Watchmen. I, uh, th- I think it's a masterpiece. So. Wow. Yep. Cool. All right, so shall we do the letter of the day? Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. G is in great day in the morning. Yes, it is. And we are going to give away $500 part of T-Mobile's 5G Fridays. Gee. Where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of speed with the Preston and Steve show for another shot at 500 bucks. Just click contest WMMR.com to enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. 
T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? So we give that away on Friday, which is excellent. Um, anything else you want to solo on, or you want to tell us what you're doing today? Well, I want to tell you what I'm doing, um, but I can't remember the third block I'm doing. <laughs> uh, Bush Pancake! I, uh, well, he he's... No, I know that one. The dead was one. What was the other one? Skinner. Skinner. Thank you. Skinner, uh, Grateful Dead. And this brings us back to Steve again. I, I had a slight mishap with my telephone a few weeks ago. I, we hadn't we didn't talk about it, I don't believe. No, on I, purpose we did not. We've been waiting. It's 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 a long story and I I've already taken you. too much of your time. I saved the text. <laughs> oh gosh. But I was getting home and I'd been to the gymnasium and it was late and I was tired and it was Friday and I was a long week. I get out of the car and then my piles of stuff uh, fall out, including my phone. And I put all the piles and I can't find the phone. I get the mail, I put it in the car and I can't find the phone. I go, I'll just move the, uh, the car so I can find the phone. <laughs> I go, oh, Magoo, you've done it again. <laughs> and not once, but twice. You I, ran over your phone twice? Somehow. <laughs> it was a crunch, crunch. I go, oh, I know what that was. And then I I sadly get out and in such a defeated way hobble back to the remnants of my phone, which is all squished. And um, in, and then there was a long, hor- horrible sequence of events at my particular phone store company, which gave me the wrong replacement phone and nothing would load and other such things. But that's a longer story. But I took the corpse much like superman returns <laughs> to the store that you told me about in mania yes uh the iphone repair store and i think it's just called iphone it's on main Maniunk street iphone yeah. repair store yeah and the guys there and i mean it was a hulking mass of glass <laughs> and springs and particle boards i mean it's the stuff that makes rodney and keith really excited yeah uh I, you know and and it's all like falling out and pieces of it and i'm going you and and I hadn't, I didn't have Wi-Fi at my house for. I guess it'd gone out. I don't know. It warned me or something, but I didn't have Wi-Fi, so I lost everything from November to just recently. Oh. And it was on my old phone, but it, it hadn't unloaded to the uh, to the Happy Cloud. Yeah. And so I had lost four months of stuff, and I said, "Is there any way you could find it?" And those guys found it. They did it. And it's, it's Mac Text, by the way. They're, Mac they're Text great. Yes. is the technical name of it. Uh, but I don't think they answer the phone as say. I think they no. just say Maniunk iPhone Repair. They're just brilliant. Right on Main Street in an old storefront that I think used to be a, a jewelry store or something like that. And one of those cute little storefronts in Maniunk. They're geniuses, and I'm going to do a block of telephone songs ah, in their honor. There you go. That was a, a long tribute. explanation. Right. But that's uh, that's uh, part of uh the perils. You. <laughs> Kevin Gunn said, instead of the perils of Pauline, which used to be a newspaper column, the perils of Pierre. It's, it's very accurate. Yeah. yeah. So um, All right. well, they you... fixed the mother effer. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't fix it. It's it's still a corpse. But they, they claim the info you like needed. Superman's soul. They took the soul out of it and implanted it in my new piece of crap phone. <laughs> um, so there it is. Mm. <laughs> phone songs. Phone songs. <laughs> Got it. I was, uh, yeah. Oh, Did I mention song. I'm doing a block of phone songs? Uh, what are you laughing at? Our sponsors. Wake uh, up. 
Preston Seeds. It's over, man. Give me 20 exercises. <laughs> We're done. Hmm. Just any exercises. There's 20 exercises. On the ground now, 20 exercises. 20 exercises now, damn it. All right. Hey, Preston, Preston the Seeds show brought to you by today? Uh, Acme Markets, <laughs> Fresh Foods, that. Local Flavors, also brought to you by U.S. Digestive <laughs> Health, Colonoscopy, Beats Cancer, Schedule a Screening at usdigestivehealth.com, and also brought to you by your local Commons Plus service. Center car need a service. Find your location at myconfidenceplus.com. We wrap up the week tomorrow. Uh, James Van Reems Dyke ah. will be on the program. Maybe they lost nine to nothing last well, night. Well, they play again tonight, Preston. So. Um, and uh, <laughs> comedian Russell Peters will be joining us too to wrap up the week. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> The Preston and Steve All Business Love You Help You line. Hey everyone, this is John and Jen McAnulty, owners of Bartending by JMAC. We provide exceptional bartending service to any private event in the Philadelphia and South Jersey area, weddings, graduation parties, communions, and much more. Check us out on our Facebook and Instagram pages or on our website at bartendingbyjmac.com. And mention Preston and Steve to get 5% off your first booking. Thanks, Preston Steve. Next message. Hey, Jim Stewart here with Your Local Network. We are your local digital marketing company based here in Westchester, PA. Our goal is to make it easier for people to find your business out there in the digital world. Now more than ever, a business's digital footprint can be the difference between losing or gaining that customer. So we're here to help you with Google My Business listings, social media accounts, or updating that embarrassingly old website. Check us out at yourlocalnetwork.net or visit our pages on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, and have a great day. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.